This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Next Lander podcast the next next lander podcast we thought ahead and it just makes perfect sense it's right there in the name you've landed alex navarro i have i've landed i the next lander podcast we didn't land on the next lander podcast the next lander podcast oh, landed yeah. on us oh boy we just start this over again brad shoemaker hi I, hi i'm here i've arrived in the next next lander lander Okay, the next lander, you've landed the next lander lander. The, the new one, the new model, the new model. Of the oh, lander. the next next lander lander. Yes, yes the next, oh. la- next lander lander. I'll take uh, the next been, one. It's been working out pretty well. I got all the options on it. Ooh, you got that. Is it, they, they, now they're electric, which is very hip. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, dude, very dude nice. the engine is in the trunk now. Did you know, I, was, I was talking to someone, I was talking to someone, I'm not going to name names, I was talking to someone who had a Tesla, the car, right? The car, the Tesla. That and, fiend. And I did not know this. It was one of it was the 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 entry model, right? And I did not know this. Okay, I can't wait for one of these seventeen different things this could be. Okay, maybe you guys, maybe everybody knows this. There are a lot of things I do not know, and it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Apparently, it comes with all the options. You have to pay to unlock them 
Oh yes. In the in the car, I did not. He's like, oh, you know, it has like heated seats. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah. You just got to unlock the. You just got. It prompts you to like, or like, you just unlock it in the software. It's in the. It's built the into DLC the car. DLC is on the disc. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's right, dude. Dude, in the grand tradition of printer ink DRM uh-huh. and and juice like fruit juice DRM, <laughs> we now have yes, we now have car DRM. How it blew my mind. I, I was like, wait, really? It's like built into the car already. He's like, yeah, you just you could like pay the. It was something else with the auto driving driver assist or whatever it is. Yeah, the he's autopilot like, stuff. Yeah, he's like, you could pay like eight grand to like unlock it or whatever it is. He's like, I'm how many thousands it. of dollars do I have to pay to not have the battery catch on fire? Uh, that's free. Oh, that's uh, not. No, free? that's definitely know. not free, my friend. Are they, are they <laughs> catching on fire? Uh, in some cases, when there are accidents, yes, those <sighs> batteries, uh, they. They have a tendency to explode. Well, that's no good. I don't. Uh, I don't keep up with all that stuff too closely because fuck all that shit. Mm. But uh, I think there are also some issues around when you resell one of those things. But that not necessarily all of those features transfer. I believe. Oh, like is there's the a, like a is on the blockchain. Is I, the car on the blockchain? Much as much as you cannot like inherit an iTunes account by law. Uh-huh. I think you also can't get all the options on a Tesla if you buy it secondhand. I might be wrong about that, but I think I, that's the case. In concept, I, I, if it is not true, I love the idea that the that you would reset back to stock car. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you love settings. it? Or is it, is it like, you mean, do you mean by love it? Do you mean hate it? Is it like the kind oh, of thing like, you, you love like, it because you hate I it? I love it. I love it because I hate it. That is exactly right. Like it is, it is so dumb that there is zero ownership now also of your car. You are just licensing the use of these features. How, how long, how, how deep do we have to get into the dystopian corporatocracy before you no longer own yourself? Do you own yourself? You don't own your information. We are the only species on this planet that has to pay to live. That's true. Well, wow. well, I would, I mean, I would I th- maybe take a, a step back on that one and say we'd, we're the, one of the only ones with real currency there. So Also, also t- to be fair, every other species just kind of goes out and takes what it needs, and potentially at the expense of everything else. Well, we do that, too. It's just that we force ourselves <laughs> to pay into a system in order to continue surviving within that. Well, to be more exact, a small number, a tiny, tiny number of people take all the stuff and yes. then very... Uh, so really, what's the most equitable system? I who can say? Listen, listen, I let, listen, listen. I'm gonna be real here for a second. I'm not ready to fight a bear for a fish. I'm just, <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm not gonna win. Okay, Alex, I've just, which is I, sad because if, I think of the three of us, you're the most likely to win. That fight. I, I can't win. I would much rather take my money and go to the f- the supermarket and pay that person for a fish. I'm just not gonna win. Can you can you say that phrase again? I'm. I'm yeah. not ready to fight a bear for a fish. It's it's true. Okay, I just want to make sure I got that. It's what true. about a picnic basket? Uh, no, that I, well, I'm not really ready to fight a bear for anything. Um, okay, I, I believe Yogi could turn it on if Yogi really wanted to. Yogi is still a Yogi might be the worst bear. Yogi is still a bear. Like there are, it's. I'm not gonna fight a koala. I know a koala not really not really a bear, right? They koala, got claws. Marsupial, like, Isn't it? It's, yeah. Like you, you whatever's called, even call something. You can call a kid bear, and I'm not going to fight that kid. Like anything named with bear in the name, <laughs> I'm just I'm going to stay away from. As a general rule, self preservation. Humans are smart enough to know that. Yes, don't fuck with a bear of any go kind. To, go to Google image search and type in like bear roaring. 
It's not good. It's frightening. It is. It, it is the, the most image like, of a bear, spittle like flying, like ah, <laughs> like just the full fangs bared thing is like it's kind of scary. Yeah, bared fangs see. bared. It's right there, uh-huh. and then it's right there. Mm-hmm, we right. figured it out. Humans okay. are dumb, but they're not idiots. Well, citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that one. So yeah, I'm. I yeah. Anyway, that blew my mind. With uh, uh, I it, it was a good. It was a good like five to ten minute. Like, wait, really? Like it's it's right there in there. I was like, how is how are those cars? How are people not day one wears uh day zero zero day wears on your oh, uh, on your car? Now you've got me going to the search and typing in Tesla cracks. And when you turn the car on, does it give you like? Hacked by <laughs> Razorfish one seven seven seven. Join the crew. <laughs> Sorry, it just plays that for a little bit, and then <laughs> then yes. you get the heated seats. Yes, Raz- Razor model s <laughs> dot dot xx. That being said, I don't want anybody hacking a car. No, I don't, I don't want. I don't want that. But also, I don't want anybody locking features behind like paywalls in a car. Like, well, have you considered just buying a car from like just about any other car company? Because then you don't have to do that. I don't think uh, you don't. Th- are they not adopting all of these oh, things? Here, here you go, Vinny. That's my Tesla daughter. hacker unlocks performance upgrade and acceleration boost at a discount. Don't. I don't want. It. That's like not a. That doesn't sound safe to me. It, it it is it it's is a st- is a step closer to like hacking weird body modifications, right? Like, hey man, I got a I got to go to my uh, back alley. Uh, uh, I don't know what's a good cyberpunk uh, body hack. Like, uh, got to go to my uh, bod mod hacker uh, skin the, modder. Yeah, exactly. I go to my skin you modder your bod mod chop shop. Yeah, uh, to get my mods. Uh, you know, they just put all the augs in there, and then you just got to have them unlocked. Uh, it's it's it sounds like it's getting close to that, right? Like, oh, drive your car into this weird thing where somebody with uh, a cyber fingers with like long like USB finger extensions that jack into your car. That's right, and you gotta just gotta biff that ripped off some Zettas, and that's right. There you go, ripped off. That's right. Yes. My, I my feel rip, like at this point, doc. yeah, like we're we're like you like the leap from. SoundCloud rapper with a ton of face tattoos to that guy is not that big of a leap. It's like two steps and then you're in, you hop, skip and a jump and you're right there. So that's like basically you're talking about. So where we need to get um, in the new economy, we've got people who are working at coal mines and they make solar panels. SoundCloud rappers need to go retrain to be ripper docs in back mm-hmm. alleys. And that is the path forward. If not Ripper Docs themselves, then certainly the people who are getting the RFID chips embedded in their eyeballs and whatever the <laughs> fuck else. <laughs> yes, I need to scan that Ripper Docs eyeballs to make sure they're legit with my uh, mm-hmm. with my amiibo. Uh, anyway, that I thought I would bring that, that up. That, that, that digressed several times. Uh, listen, I still want an electric car. Dang it. I, I would, do too. I want to plug my car in somehow and then make it go. I want to say again, for the record, I am not anti-electric car in the slightest. I just don't like Tesla as a company or the cars mm. they make. Oh, there's a bunch of options out there now. Yeah, they're get, they're they're getting much more plentiful. The idea, it's the future, right? We're not going to avoid it. Uh, probably well, it's technically the present. <laughs> but it, but it will be. I I feel like that is full adoption, right? Like we, there's no way we avoid this where features are I, locked behind. I, I, oh, I'm sure. Yes. 
Like, I, like I, I bet it's been in there for years, and I just never noticed because I have a, a car from 2007. So, like, I bet it's been in there for the last 10 years. I apologies to people who have been dealing with this forever. I'm sure there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, the last time I bought a car was 2005. So legitimately, I have no idea what the fuck the companies are doing at this point. Yeah, right. Exactly. My car, the cars are probably on the blockchain somehow. Uh, and they're like, oh, deed. No, just uh, mine. You got to mine your, you got to mine your title at the DMV. Um, <laughs> God. And, uh, it's, you, you got it, man. Oh, man. Let's, let's talk about video games. What if you got, <laughs> okay, what, okay, one last thing. What super if, depressing. If somebody <laughs> offered you a twenty, a twenty. Oh no, somebody offered you a car for ten thousand dollars, a brand new twenty twenty two car, nice car. Let's say, right? Let's just use a Tesla like, right? Mm-hmm. But said, in the downtime when you're not driving, this will mud crypto. Would you take mm. the deal? No. Like at any personal cost to you. You just like, you, you did your you electricity. Gonna, you got to plug it you, in. You're, so you're you're going to pay for the electricity it burns and yep. all that stuff. It's only immortal. It's only the cost to your soul. (laughs) Definitely not. Well, definitely not in that case. Like, even if that were not the case, even if it was free, otherwise, Uh, I'd still have to say no, but extra no if you're. That's that's not cheap, man. Would you take a 30% discount, whatever the car costs, to have an ad play every time you start the car? I don't want a car this bad. (laughs) I really don't. I don't like I don't like this line of question at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at not one bit. Okay. Would you take a twenty percent ten percent no, it'd have to be higher, fifty percent off if when you drive by stores on your it plays an ad when you're driving like on the thing and it's like instead of a billboard. Why are you envisioning the worst possible <laughs> like situations for having a car? Like the it, worst things I'm, that you could do. It, it plays like a devil. He's trying to trying to present a devil's bargain here. Yeah, like what would what, what cost to you if it just played like an ad over your the the general speakers in the car that was like, hey, uh, even if you had the audio turned. No, nah, I don't want to. I don't like. I'm such a nervous driver. If like a McDonald's commercial just started blaring in the car, I think I would be very upset. Very upset. Okay. Anyway, just this little thought experiment. I got. I got to go change uh, a little bit of the next Landers uh, 2022 direction. Just based on this feedback, we're just. This is what our workshop meeting is like. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, what are some future ideas we can get into here? <laughs> uh, yes, the next Lander fleet of vehicles. Where right, I guess wait. let's. Yes, let's. Like, I guess we'll have to strike auto manufacturer off. The list. <laughs> Damn! It seems so hot. It seems. What am I going to do with all these chassis I have in my apartment? <laughs> Uh, folks, we're here to talk about some video games. We're going to get to some news a little bit later, too. We're going to talk about uh, our thoughts on Windjammers 2, Rainbow Six Extraction, Uncharted, uh, Legacy of Thieves, that collection, Resident Evil 8, and then we're going to get to the news a little bit later here. What do you guys want to kick it off with? I, s- I kind of I want to start with Resident Evil. <laughs> okay, we can start with Resident it's, Evil. It's only, it's only been about 12 hours since I finished Resident Evil Village, and I am brimming. Okay, you don't want to save this towards the end because we're going to get spoilers here. We're going to get some spoilers. I feel like we should put that at the end so people can listen to all this stuff up front. Okay. Bop out. Well, here's the other. I'll give you the counter argument is that uh, there's no chance ad markers will break this if we do it at the top. Mm. Well, Mm. that's that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. So if we say right now there will be spoilers here, actually, this should be accurate for everyone. Not to get too into the weeds here. <laughs> in some in some potential future where a pre-roll does appear on the show, then it will break the ad markers. Yeah, that's right. Good job, Alex. Now, now the devil's bargain. We've done it. Um, I okay. Let's I say we do we do it at the at the back half. Okay. Yeah. All right. That, that way we can give ample time for people to 
I know some people are still making their way through. Let's start with that. Uh, let's start that's with something. Fair. That, just just know that I'm going to be thinking about our the end of our <laughs> through this whole segment. I'll fair give enough. you. A, I'm going to give you another uh, another game here that came out uh, quite a bit ago. Uncharted. Let's talk about the hmm. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection on the PS5 and PC. Uh, so I don't know when this happened. I just read it like two hours ago when I was Uh-oh. prepping for the show that the Uh-oh. PC version is not day and date with the PS5 anymore. Ah, uh, if it ever was, I don't know. We should, hmm. we, should, we should, we should get that out there. Well, uh, we're all playing I, on PS5 regardless. Yes, right? we, we, we have had access to it. Also, I think there uh, actually is a PS4 version of this as well. If you didn't already own this game. Uh, I think there was a previous bundle. There's so, a bundle with it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the Steam page. Yeah, it does just say 2022. So I guess PC version got either got pushed or it was never mm, timed with never PS5. Locked in. Wow, I didn't realize Iron Galaxy is working on this. <laughs> I should have. I saw that additional credits option in the menu. <laughs> I almost clicked on it. And I should have. Um, yeah, so this is Uncharted 4 and Uncharted The Lost Legacy, both PlayStation 4 games. Yeah, so I'm confused about this. So this is a PS5 exclusive SKU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I allowed to use the word SKU here? Yes, you are. Yes, we'll allow is it. that e- is that even a word? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one bundle. It's one it's one launcher. It appears as one game. You know, like those uh, like those GTA remakes a few months ago. Download as separate games on the PS5. Yes. Like mm-hmm. some other stuff does this as well. But this is one launcher. It's one icon that you launch that just has both games in it. The reason I bring that up is: Have you looked at the upgrade stuff for this? No, the only thing I noted when I when I booted this up was that it defaults to Uncharted Four. When I boot, went over to Lost Legacy, it restarted the entire app and yeah, then it's loads like it, in yeah. lo- Lost Legacy. Yes, it, it's almost like it's launching another executable or something. Yeah. But the the reason I bring that up is the the upgrade information they've put out out there. Mm-hmm. Like I read this like three times to make sure I had this right. From what I could tell, it's a ten dollar upgrade. Yes. And the infographic they put out says you're eligible for that $10 upgrade to this package if you own Uncharted 4 or The Lost Legacy. I don't think you have to have both. I was just looking at this. I have it up. As a reminder, players who own Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Uncharted 4, The Lost Legacy, or Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, and Uncharted 4, The Lost Legacy digital bundle. Right. So, so I, any of those can upgrade for $10. Right. So that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. sounds like if you only had one of the two games, you can pay 10 bucks and get both of them for 10 bucks. Like, it's like, Seems yeah. like kind of a crazy deal if you didn't have both of them already. And to be fair, this is a f- like an almost four year old game at this point, but nonetheless, that is yeah, still. I mean, it's it's also a quality four year old game. Yeah, lost so. like it. I mean, uh, four is God. What seven years old almost now? Did no, twenty fifteen. Yes, I believe that's right. Use your search, man. <laughs> no, oh, twenty sixteen. Six. It's almost okay. Almost, almost years. six years. Almost six years. It's twenty twenty. It's twenty twenty two, dude. <laughs> what? Okay, stop, five and stop, a half. Stop it! Stop it! Also, I just wanna just wanna double check. I don't think this particular thing is available on PS4, right? Like you, can't, I'm you, pretty sure well, that when I down well, okay, when I downloaded it, it gave me the option to download the PS5 or PS4 version, as it always does. I swear I saw that too, and then just now, and in the run up to the show, I could not find this for purchase. Uh, um, for a, for a PS4. it could just be that it is only for sale on the PS5, but they let you download a PS4 mm. version if you have a PS4. I have no yeah, idea. It, it's possible that if you own this, they just let you, yeah, download the old versions of the games as well. Okay, on the PS4, I'm on the the store page says it's PS5 only. Yeah, I think that uh, the the real <laughs> thing here is that uh, we are now a little over a year into the PS5 lifespan, and uh, 
this stuff has not gotten that much less confusing as time has gone Ooh. on. They have made some improvements to the UI, but there is uh, it is always like, especially with these upgraded versions of their older games, it sometimes feels like you are having to like parse through spreadsheets to figure out which version you're getting and how and why. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, to their credit, and I can't believe I'm having to give them credit for this, they finally made it so that you don't download the PS4 and PS5 <laughs> yes. version of the same game when you buy it. Yeah. That was the which, biggest like, improvement. Like, which is like, I can't believe it ever shipped like that in the first place. Also, like when you go to your library now for a dual platform game, it'll when you first hit X on it, it'll like full screen. Yes. Hey, which version of this do you want? Yeah. It's very prominent which one is PS4 and PS5. Like they... They have gotten better about it that is stuff. Better. I mean, it's not absolutely. Yeah, it's not. It's not perfect, but it is significantly better than it I was mean, at launch. The only the only confusing thing here is, like Alex said, it gave it gave. I'm pretty sure it, sh- it showed a PS4 version when you go to download it, and yeah. I just don't think that is a, a again a skew <laughs> on this one. So that's just weird. okay. Um, yeah. The game itself, interesting. Like uh, like again, it's got that launcher, but I think that launcher has been seen in some other Uncharted stuff before. Like they did the PS5 uh, roll up of the Nathan Drake collection. And I want to I want to say that also had that that launcher roll up of like jump it, into the other games. Yes, those yeah. So I I bought Nathan Drake Collection back when it came out and never launched it until two days ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, playing this made me kind of want to go back and look at those games a little bit. And yeah, that that also downloads as a big launcher that has um, all three games in it. This has an interesting thing. I'll just get it. I mean, listen, it's the games, and if you yes. haven't played um, these games, this is a great way to do it on the PS4 or at least four and. Um, uh, guess I keep getting confused because this is a thieves legacy of thieves, and what's the Chloe? A thieves uh, end. A thieves, a thieves end. Okay. Uncharted Four is a thieves end. And what's the Chloe one? The lost, lost, the lost legacy. legacy. Lost legacy. Gosh, that is this. And then it's legacy of thieves is the yes. Yes. Like my brain doesn't work function normally, and they were just okay. Anyway, it's it's a lot of those games, but um. It's but got, they're both good games is the thing. These are, if you games. have not played them, these are good games. Both good games. And uh, it's got uh, the thing I noticed right out of the gate. It's got a performance, a fidelity, and a performance plus mode. You mean the threading the needle setting? I might uh, take issue with their wording there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quite sure that doesn't exactly say what it is very so, much. So they describe it underneath. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. fidelity is uh, 30 frames per second, but you get all the bells and whistles of graphic with the graphic. I, think it's native, I, th- I believe it's native 4K at 30. Native, native 4K, 4K at 30, yes. Yeah, yes. my, my, my yes. understanding is that one is native 4K yeah. at 30. That, that other one gives like an adaptive 4K at 60. Yeah, it's like 1440 or something. It's like around, I think it's supposed to be around there, but it targets, it targets 60. That's performance. Targets yeah. 60. And then you get one that targets 120 on performance plus yeah, at, at 1080. 10, 1080p, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I almost dragged my PS5 in here to these 120 hertz screens to try that out. Question, what is it on by default? Because I left whatever <laughs> it was on by default and thought that looked pretty good. I think it, it actually, so like I, I it, it detects, I think it detects your setup and maybe defaults to whatever it thinks you should use. I'm not 100% sure. Mine might I mean, have been I have on a, performance. I have a good LG 4K TV, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I've been I've been playing on the performance ass performance mode, and it's it's a locked sixty, which it damn well should be, of course. And the thing is, it still looks really sharp, even with that at that high frame rate mode. Like, it does not look like it is suffering in the visual department. I had I had a weird reaction. So, well, let me let me, let me talk about this in order here. First mm-hmm. of all, I don't think they had announced until like this this made the news a couple days ago. I think maybe it might have come out on like the PlayStation blog or something that you would be able to import your old saves. Mm-hmm which I don't think they had talked about previously. And I kind of didn't expect that actually. Yeah. I didn't even think about like, that. Like, like we got our hands on this and I was just like, Oh, I guess I'll just start playing those games again, even though I've played them and just kind of go through the motions at the beginning. 
And then you get in there and it's just like, hey, import your PS4 save. Uh, and like, then it does the thing, <laughs> possibly the most satisfying thing you can do on a PlayStation 5, which is pull your save in and then pop every trophy. Yes. Yes. That you earned so in did, the PS4 for the PS5 version. So you, I assume you pulled in your end game save for Uncharted 4 and you just launched into the, uh, the epilogue because that's what yeah, so that's did. Right. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is then whatever you had unlocked before, like you've just got the chapter select and the encounter select just there. So if you don't want to commit to playing through the entire game again, you can just bop around and see the, you know, highlights, the fun stuff. Yeah. The encounter select is interesting. Um, uh, the, the getting all the trophies, very fun. Suddenly having a thing go to like, yeah, man, you're like 85% done collecting trophies on this was like great. Yeah. It was, it, it did kind of like trivialize the whole experience a little bit though. <laughs> Because I was able to just like scroll down the chapter list, yeah, and but of, like kind of call to mind all the story beats again, and be like, "Oh, that epilogue was great." I jumped in there and like walked around their fun beach house a little bit, and like I like you don't I have did, to import your save. You I, don't I, want did, to. I did. Well, no, you don't have to, right. and you could just start a new game on top of it anyway. If you just want skip to, to the part where you play Crash Bandicoot and only play that part. I did. Okay. I, I I literally played Microsoft's Crash Bandicoot this morning. How does that on look a PlayStation uh, on yeah. a on a virtual PlayStation inside a real PlayStation PlayStation Five? Mm-hmm. That's That's right. uh, now you're playing with power. It's the um, uh, the 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 save importing is just just works. So like that, I I don't know why this is worth that. saying, but you don't have to go into your uncharted. You don't have to download Uncharted Four. You don't have to like upload a save download a save you just yeah. hit the button well, it's, it's worth saying because this hasn't been codified yet like this is there is no single process for this that exists across publishers and titles and whatnot like you yeah. know so when it's done well i think it is still worth calling out because it's you know square enix is still out there causing chaos well so sony did put out a new api that does let developers uh, just pull in ps4 saves at some point i think that was after like the final fantasy 7 mess yeah. okay um but that is out there now, just in time for PS4 remasters to basically stop coming out. I'm guessing because I don't think we're going to see too many more of those. I don't know. It's um, I played uh, I played some Lost Legacy. I I was very fuzzy in my mind of whether I had played it, finished it, or just really wanted to do both. Apparently, well, first I was like, I don't have a save for this. What is going on here? And I looked at it. And I was like, I don't have a save for this. And and then. I started playing it and was like, oh, I've never played this game before. Uh, Interesting. No, and oh, uh, I'm really enjoying it. You know, like, how, it was, how far I think it was one you? of those. Th- oh, very early, like um, two hours in, maybe. Like, okay. Did you got, I mean, you at least got to the part where, like, it opens up, right? Yeah. Did you get, did you get to the open world? Like, it's like kind of I'm, a quasi I'm in a Jeep open. running around, uh, if that's what you mean. Like, well, there's a, you Jeep, go to that yes. first tower, and then it's like, here are the four things you need to go do, and here are the places to do them. But oh, that is, I didn't that get is, to that yet. Okay. okay, that is the open world though. Like if you're in a jeep in a in a grassy jungleish yeah. kind of environment, yeah. yeah, that that is yeah. the open part of that game. And it's the not tower the is game. just where it all kind of like it just lays it all out for you. Yeah, I, I went back and read my review of that game from a few years ago to just kind of get the feel of the whole thing again. And like that's actually technically just one chapter of Lost Legacy. Like if you look in the chapter list after you finish it. That entire open world section is literally just like chapter four, and then you move on to chapter five, which is just straight up uncharted stuff. Oh, weird. But okay. it, but in my mind, it's a huge part of that game. Well, it you is. Spend it's a like, lot of time a, like there. percentage wise, I think it's a big it's, chunk of the runtime. It's probably like a fourth of the game or something, just doing that stuff. Like I loved that part of that game. Like I got so burned out on like as good as the story generally was in Uncharted Four. It was kind of a little long, but like. As good as that story was, the linear, the super linear, just go to place to place to place, climb from here to there, do action set piece, like 
do it all over, you know, like that, that linearity just got so tired at mm-hmm. some point. I can't uh, remember. Yeah, the G- they made four of those games. And like this, I, I think four has one of the better stories of any of them, at least as far as like the character of Nathan Drake and the people that are involved. But it is it is that game just done at a much higher fidelity than the old ones. Yeah. So like Lost Legacy was so refreshing to just have that giant chunk of just like, hey, I'm just doing Indiana Jones shit. Like mm-hmm. the story isn't really bearing down on me too much right now. Like you're getting little bits of story. I think from what I remember that's where a lot of the character work between Chloe and Nadine happens out in that open world as you're just like mm. climbing from place to place, like solving little puzzles, like finding artifacts and stuff. Like they have so much banter there that it really starts to get into both of their backstories and develop them as characters, which is fun. Cause I, I played through the early parts of this again and I forgot how kind of at each other's throats they, oh, they are. They hate early each on. other now. Like, yeah. like, right like out of the so, gate. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a fun interplay of neither one of them is really taking any shit from the other. <laughs> She's a uh, no shit taking mercenary. Yeah. She's a she's a shit talking thief. Um, Let's put them together in a jeep in the middle of in the middle of uh, where are they? They're in India. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I like it. I, you know, it's fun. I I had to go in and maybe it's me, but I had to turn the sensitivity down on the aiming. I was having a lot of trouble. Um, uh, I thought Uncharted had a lock on. Um, it's a thing you can turn on. There well, is a that, there is a snap two that you can turn on. That's a hard snap two. Like that, yes. I tr- I tried turning that on, and that is like a hey, you are only gonna do body shots. You are never. Yeah, gonna do you don't a need to. You don't need to think about this. Don't you worry your pretty little <laughs> head. We'll get the the reticle over there for you. Yeah, I I remember when Uncharted Four came out, like a decent number of people saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna put it on the and run. difficulty. Yeah, and like actually be Indiana Jones who can't <laughs> be killed here and just breeze through this because I just want to see the story, which is. I think totally I, valid. I think uh, I think you'll miss all the great death animations where the I, person with you is like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Dude, so so I I I've dipped into various chapters of Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy here, and then I went and installed the Nathan Drake collection and played through the intro of One there. Mm-hmm. And I, it was kind of a harsh reminder that like Uncharted has always been kind of unforgiving <laughs> in the gunplay. Like you really just kind of get wasted if you don't play intelligently. Yeah. yeah. They give you that silence pistol in Lost Legacy pretty early on, and that first big encounter in kind of the open area where you have that, it feels almost a little unfair because the AI is not so good <laughs> that you really have to be that stealthy. You just have to not be a complete yeah. fuck up. And yes. it's just, so I just picked everyone off with that silence pistol. So that's the thing. That's kind of what you can do and have to do. I yeah. F- from mm-hmm. from the little bit I played going back to it of like, you can really just go around picking everybody off, like cleaning the area out you know at your leisure but like i kind of instigated a gunfight right off the bat just to see how it would go and like dude you doesn't go well like even taking cover they are shooting you from every <laughs> angle like they flank really well like it's I, I forgot how punishing those games can be yeah that's the thing they're very tight in the actual big gun battles but as soon as like if they aren't aware of where you are they're big old dummies I uh I drove my Jeep into the first big encounter, ran over two guys that were just walking there, and then <laughs> nice. just got destroyed in the car. That's the most Vinny thing you could have yeah, possibly yes. said. No, that's no, that's thinking like a mercenary. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured like, oh, look, these two idiots walking down the thing. Of, of course, they should have known it was a bowl-shaped with uh, area with uh, knee-high cover that this was going to be uh, a combat arena. Uh, I, I, my memory of Uncharted 1 is skinny little hallway, Big old bulbous area with knee high rocks with moss on them. Skinny little hallway, big old bulbous scale a cliff, knee high cover. You know, mm-hmm. like just these arenas that would just pop up, fight thirty five guys, and then maybe run towards the camera as a truck is behind you. Uh, 
Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, in, in the grand tradition of Naughty Dog classic Crash Bandicoot, it's effective. Don't, don't running running it. toward the camera <laughs> while something chases or rolls at you. Was it the Uncharted? E- was it Uncharted at E three where the building is collapsing with the helicopter? That was two. That oh, was that was two. two. That's that's that is the the like historic. That was the that was the historic like Uncharted one seemed all right, but yeah. what the fuck is this? Like, what yeah. are they doing over there? Holy shit! I was I, like that. St- I still think back to that sometimes like that really showed very well. It was that, mm. and then three was the big airplane thing, right? Like that was the you know running along the the, the like they're dangling out of the air the big cargo yeah. plane thing, cargo net. That was that was the promotional set piece. I think yeah. they moved on a lot for three. Was the like also didn't some movie rip that off? Well, no, every, I think that I think movie? the Uncharted movie oh, has wait, that was, in it. It was the actual Uncharted movie. Did which the, is the out cargo- next month? Yes. Did the cargo plane right? That's in that trailer. You're right. You're right. But but I think like you remember uh, that like tech breakdown video I did on Giant Bomb with Cowboy from Naughty Dog a few yes. years ago. Like he talked about that E3 demo of the um, of the building collapsing and all the stuff they went through to get that working in time for the show. And then like I think it was the ship. It was the big cargo ship. And three was the big kind of like tech set piece in that game. Remember? Mm, yeah. Of like you're on the ship that's like flooding and like tilting. Oh back yes, and forth yes, and all yes. Yeah. Cargo containers sliding back and forth and like yeah. filling up with water and stuff. Like, yeah. For those at home who may not be aware, Cowboy is John Bellamy, who is a programmer yes. at Naughty Dog and has been yes. there for a very long time. Yeah, that, that video is still up if you want to go find it. It's like one of my favorite videos I have ever taken part in producing. Uh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go wrap that one up. I, I it's, it's not super long, right? It's short. I, I I did realize I had never actually finished Lost Legacy. I'd played about half of it, and then somewhere got sidetracked. So I think I actually want to finish it this time because, yeah, it, no, that's some good ass Uncharted. It moves like it. It really does not overstay its welcome, which like four kind of does in my memory. So I yeah, four, four has nice. like ten great hours, and then there's like eight more hours in there on top of it. Yeah, I um my only thing that I'm having on mine is it seems like some of the audio is out of sync uh, with the animation, and I don't know if that's a my audio setup or that's a, I, a game thing. I don't know if it's that. I will say the one thing I kind of I and maybe this is just because it's been a little bit of time since that game and things have moved on a bit, but like the facial animation is like the one thing I look at in some cases, and I'm like, this did not quite carry over as well as some of the other things that have been brought up to fidelity like it's not that they're bad but they feel very 2016 i, yes. I don't know i like it it's like I it's think a it, little it looks, cartoony it looks great like it's totally fun like it runs yeah. well it there looks are some nice, faces but... that chloe makes early on <laughs> that feel like it is an animation test i i had an interesting experience when i jumped into four in this collection for the first time because like i got in there and like it looked fine but it didn't like blow my mind or anything. I was just like, oh, yeah, sure. This looks like a PS4 game at a higher frame rate and resolution. Yeah. That's cool. But like, then I stopped for a second and thought about it in historical context and thought back to 2016, at which point Uncharted 4 was like flat out one of the best. Right. Look- like, yeah. I, and actually, actually, like, fuck that. Like, it was the best looking <laughs> game I had ever seen when it came out. Like, like, yeah. bar none. They were pushing like, it at it, that point. Like, yeah. like, it yeah. blew my goddamn mind when 4, like, I'm a giant graphics nerd or whatever, but like, four came out and I was like, well, this is the new higher watermark for graphics in video games. And like, that actually makes me excited. Like to go back to that game only five, six years after it came out, even in this better form and just think like, ah, sure. It looks okay. Like, yeah, just really like tells me how far we've come since then and how far we can still go. On well, this new it, hardware. I think like, you like get that game at 120 now, right? You get it, you right. get it at 120 frames and like no loading times. 
So, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are definitely, there are definitely advantages there. It's just like, it, it's just kind of exciting to me to go in five years from this is the best looking game ever made to like, Oh, it's sure. It's cool. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And like, we've barely even touched the power of these new, co- new consoles yet. So like seeing where they are in three, four five years from now with stuff, they've had a lot of time to work on. Like I, I I'm super excited to see what like the a second native. half of this generation of consoles looks like, like it's going to be, extremely cool like native ps5 and native yes. uh xbox yeah. series x let's see games. really you got to wait until we get to the ps5 pro before we really <laughs> un- pull in the, the potential oh stop it all right <clears throat> um should we take a quick break and come back and uh and we'll talk about resident Evil eight soon but we'll touch on uh wind jammers and uh Re- rainbow six yeah. extraction okay we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we are back, and let's talk a little bit about Windjammers 2 and Rainbow Six Extraction. Now, we did a stream of these on our release day, and um, let's, I'm going to say let's start with Rainbow Six Extraction because I think both of these – It's uh, okay, I'm trying to do a, something clever here, and I just I don't have I don't have it in me, but I was going to – here's where I want to go, and you at home could – if you pretend you were hosting and how you would do this. I'm trying to do a thing where it's like, oh, the one that you think would be the known quantity is kind of new and refreshing, and the thing that you think would be new and refreshing is kind of a little bit more the known quantity. And now how do you condense that into some kind of pithy, hosty thing? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but Rainbow- I agree with you. I think that's exactly how it is. Rainbow Six Extraction, You uh, when I booted it up, felt – very like oh sure i get this i played i played pve co-op games yes. you've, you've um, played gtfo yeah or or anything i mean i'm a big fan of pve co-op games and this is right in there and it's not it's not necessarily a knock against it but it is also not like a thing that i would go out and say i need to go spend 40 dollars, or if you have a crew of people go spend 40 dollars. there's nothing like this out there right uh, i think if it's you got are, a couple of interesting ideas i think 
Yeah. So one of those things I'll just say is the um uh, the way they handle it's got this rogue ish rogue like ish. I don't even want to say rogue like uh, element where you have your operators. It's kind of based in the Rainbow Six uni- Siege universe, right? Um, and you have your operators, all the all the GI Joes and Cobras from the from the game. And when you pick one to go into a mission, if you fail that mission, that person gets basically captured in that map, and then they're out for a while, or they're out. You can do a rescue attempt on them, bring them back, and you get their XP. You, you get your souls back, right? That you had, right? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, if you lose them, you get the operator back, but they lose. I think I believe this is how it works. I think they lose the XP from and everything they had. Right. So what what does it mean to lose them? So we th- we did this in the stream, and what happens is they're like cocooned by the monsters. And right. You go into the map and have to find that cocoon, break them out with a little mini game, and then like drag them back to some escape pod or something. But like, what does it mean to lose them? Like, so what I'm it, what I, I mean is uh, don't rescue them. Yeah, you fail the mission. Like you you okay. you, you like attempt to rescue to get them mission. Out. Yeah. And, like and if you're you trying to get mission. them out and then you die or something like yeah, that. Or like even you if wipe. you just bypass, I think, uh, like rescuing there. Okay. Is there a time limit on getting them back? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I didn't, I didn't, I, they, they kind of tutorialize it. Um, I know they're, it's not excruciatingly punishing. Like, I, I think you no. just lose some, they also have stamina. They also have like a, um, uh, a readiness stat. So you yes. want, they, they kind of want you to try out these different operators, uh, and cycle through. And I think that's yeah, interesting. It, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a neat idea. Like the amount of XP you lose, if or the, the amount of XP that's tied up in the character you lost is not that big a deal. I think it's just the XP they got in the mission until they died, right? It's not. I think the bigger. So. Think so. The bigger thing is you just can't use them again until you get them back, right? Like right. that's or, actually an interesting thing to like for them to punch holes in your lineup of characters, right? Like to to yeah. lose parts of your roster based on how you did and have to go do some legwork to get to get those people back is kind of cool. I mean, I think we, we're not getting into the finer details and we might have, it's the bigger picture, right? There is like a, Hey, you'll, even if you fail, you will get them back. They're not dead permanently. Um, you know, or they will return within 24 hours or something like that. I, there is, I think there are mechan mechanisms in place to get you that operator back. If you choose not to do it, it's not like they're out forever in the game, which would be, you know, tough. Uh, but here's another interesting thing on that angle. If you have your squad of three and you team wipe, you lose that mission, you don't have to go into that map again and get three operators out. You just go in and you get one person out. And for each member of that party, it's their missing person. So I thought that was actually very, very nice uh, and added an element of like, oh, thank goodness. We don't have to like get Brad's character, Alex's character, my character. It's Brad saw his character, Alex saw his character. And I saw my character in your version of the game. And that's the person that got rescued, but it's always the same. It's globally. It's the same person. Yeah. I I think it would get pretty tedious if you had to do a loop three times. Yes. Or there were just like three characters on the map you have to do because you're doing other objectives as well. Um, so, so that's interesting. You know, it's a, it's well, I'm gonna call it an alien invasion. You know what? Whether the details of it are viral, alien, Dude, I, oh my god, like terrestrial. I, I kind of can't get past like the intro and the trappings of that game. Like it is so goddamn self serious about everything. Well, it I, has yeah, to be. So, it has Tom Clancy on the box. I know, but I just it's just so not doing. I, it I just didn't, I wasn't sure what they were trying to say with the Statue of Liberty getting pushed over and the head rolling towards you uh, as the kind of threat come through i just i don't I'm think not, they're really trying to say anything no, i think I'm they just kidding. think it's an interesting visual 
No, right, yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't think um, I don't think the makers of Rainbow Six Extraction are trying to say much of anything. I, other than, I, I hey, you want to go shoot these aliens? I hear your dry sarcasm. I know where you're. I'm yeah, yeah like it, when, pick it up with your when yeah. the mug that said freedom on it crashes to the ground uh-huh. and shed. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that actually <laughs> happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are it, you it, saying it, that the aliens are communism? Is that what you think this <laughs> is? Is that the metaphor? No. Are they aliens? Are they fungus monsters? I, I mean, I, 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 I do so, so this is also rooted in uh, an event they did a while ago in Rainbow Six Siege, which had, it was like a special event that had the operators going out and doing this bio outbreak thing um it's 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 got a gtf vo vibe and if you haven't played that game it's got this vibe of a little more actiony i think than yeah than definitely not as punishing yeah and not as like be quiet until you have to go loud by opening a door or at least that's how we were playing and yeah, I don't know if we yeah you can early. end up in a situation where you're picking off a few enemies here and there whereas with with gtfo it's like Every single enemy has to have a strategy around it because if you fuck up even a little bit, then it's just death rains down upon you. Yeah, yeah. It, it had a little less, of, I, and maybe the the things change up. I haven't played actually that that much of it. Um, I only played what we played on stream and some before that. So. It just doesn't have that same feel. That same feel of like yeah. it is. It is a fu- not a fuck you game. It but, has uh, it has this progressive mission structure that I think is really cool. I don't know if other PVE games have done this where. Like you load into a mission and it's broken into a series of successive objectives, like one per map. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially like, okay, this first map, the, whatever, it's going to be a randomized objective, but it's going to like, be like easy enough to do this first one. So you do your objective, you get to the safe room, and then you choose like, okay, do we want to load into the next part of the map and do right. a harder objective next? Or cash or out. Just, or do we just want to take off? Like, yeah. I don't know how far they go because we didn't finish a full loop. I don't know if it's three objectives. It's three. Run. That's in the tutorial. It three? It's three, yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you can like, you can do the first part and just get a little bit of XP and stuff and right. like just go back to the extract point if you want and just finish the mission. Or you can go into a safe room, get some items and move on to the next one. It's like a, it's, it's a neat little risk reward of like, oh, we're doing good. We got health. We haven't lost anybody. Let's push on into the next part of the map. It's it's like if Left for Dead lets you punch out at the safe room, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Oh, okay, we made and it this far. I don't have a lot of health left. I, let's just, I'm going to cash out or press yeah, your luck. It's a press your luck just, game. Sure. Uh, it's, just, it's nice to have a little decision-making point in there at some point in the mission loop. Yeah, I mean, we we pushed our luck and we didn't make it a couple of times. You know, they escalate in the difficulty. Um, and you know, I, I again, I think it's interesting. It's forty dollars. Um, mm-hmm. It's it is also on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass, which I think is a great place. And I'm not trying to promote Game Pass here, though. I don't know, listen, if you have an Xbox, you don't have Game Pass. You probably check out Game Pass, but. Um, I think being able to test it out in Game Pass to see if it's a gr- a, a game that you are either going to have a group of people go with in there and, and try is it, just great. I love that aspect of it. Like, um, hey, jump in. I don't know if I want to make this investment, so let's try. It's you know, it's like where demos used to get you sometimes, right? And you know, in a world that has fewer and fewer demos. So yeah, that's Extraction. Um, and let's switch gears to Windjammers Two here. Just kind of mm-hmm. moving along. Um. Windjammers 2. I like, Wind, I like Windjammers 1. I think Windjammers 2 has a fantastic feel. When we when we played, uh, Brad, you and I, it was on launch day. We had seen a, some uh, um, bubbling up about netcode and, and some problems there, but it seemed to work pretty well. A, yeah. a couple, like one or two hiccups, but then we were, once we were in a game, we were we were able to rematch and get in there. Yeah, we're, we're playing cross coast, and it's got a little running ping meter in the in in match. And it was like, we were like 80, 100 milliseconds the whole time. Like it felt 
just about like a local game to me. It sounds yeah. like at launch day there were some problems just with matchmaking in general, but I think that may have smoothed out over time. That's also um, a, a Game Pass game as well. Again, it's yes, just, you know, one yes, of those as, as as is the ultimate fate of every <laughs> game, I think, at this point. But uh, um, but that's also a twenty dollar game, and it's on uh, PlayStation and Switch. If you're if you're yes. playing there, there's some depth in that thing that oh, I yeah. didn't expect. Like they kind of did a little more than, and like I'm not a gigantic Windjammers aficionado, so you tell me. Like the jump is new, right? Jump, I believe, is the, new, and as are some of the jump. quick returns. Um, right, like there are more t- there are more ways to slap the disc back. <laughs> Um, uh, you can jump and spike the disc into the ground right, in, in the most right. kind of dickish move, maybe in any game uh, in 2022, at least like the, the, the how to play section is like 15 or 20 pages long. I mean, there are a <laughs> lot of moves in there and I was kind of surprised. And there's also I'd have to check. It's like 10 different selectable characters, something like that. I forget. It's I think it might two, be 12. Is it two by six? 12. I can't remember what the grid something, is. There. Something if you're like counting that, the, then there might be 13 might be with the secret characters. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> also disc man. Yeah, it's uh, which. But they missed an opportunity to just make that guy look like a portable CD player. But anyway, <laughs> instead they made him look like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> you know that that also works. Um, Diff- different yeah, for, like, variety in the maps, like some of the yeah. oh uh, gimmicks right, yeah. on the maps. Like, there's like let's see, there's a casino map where the values of the goal, the point values of the goals, like randomly change. Yep. Um, there are other maps where the goals uh, shrink and grow in size randomly. I think that was in the first one. Uh, okay. but I can't be sure, but the, there's the one where the middle bumpers move around. Yes. Uh, yes. That, that's you can like knock them around. Like there's a bunch of weird shit in those maps. Like they, they put some work into this. Like it feels like a fully fleshed out, like pretty like deep sequel, honestly, but it also makes me really happy that this exists. Yeah. And it's not like, um, it doesn't have that feel of they got it wrong or they overreached. It's got, yeah, even the new stuff they added in feels like it should be in a in the Windjammers game. Like it's, it it seems to work. It, it it doesn't have that. The pixel work is good. Like the artwork is good. It's very, it's it's striking a great balance of hey, here's what this might be like if if we if the not if we brought this forward in 2022, if you took the te- some of the technology back into the early Neo Geo release, right? Right. If you had more memory on the carts, here are things that might have been in that game because it doesn't have the graphics don't necessarily look like 2022 graphics, and the trappings are still very 80s and or not probably early 90s. Uh, yeah, for that. Ooh. Um, yeah, so, there's there's there is a real like wraparound sunglasses and jams kind of oh, look yeah. to this mm-hmm. thing, like neon shorts. It is nope. the years 1989 to 1991. Beach, beach bum kind of shit. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Again, $20 on, uh, I played it on Switch um, bef- up to release, and it played fine on there. Uh, I okay. had no problems with it. On that there. is always the gamble, right? You're never quite <laughs> sure, but it sounds like this one's I, okay. I did not play it online, so I only okay. played it locally, um, but it, it seemed to play The main fine thing is it me. does it run well on the Switch, and it sounds like seemed, it does. Seemed to for me. Yeah. Did you, did you play with the kids? I did. What, yeah. are, what are their thoughts on the Windjammers? They like it. I mean, it's 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 like a. Had you played original Windjammers with them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So they uh, were not, familiar. Not a ton, but yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's no, like hey. a, a a minute to learn, a lifetime to master, kind of thing. Yeah. Hey, you know, train a child in the way they should play Windjammers. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> That's right. Uh, a, a lot more variety. I I am scared for somebody. I bet the online play in that game will be vicious. Like it, mm-hmm. like there are so many options now to lob, spike, curve, yeah, like power up. Like it, it, yeah, now that you mention it, it actually 
does feel like it has the potential for just like brutal play. Yeah. <laughs> like you can really just dick people over when you get really good at it. Yeah. Like apparently there's like a pretty hot windjammer scene in France, which is where <laughs> this was developed. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, it feels like a windjammer is made for people who are prone to getting very good at windjammers. If that makes sense. Or yes. Like, it is the sea act, like the competitive edition. Right. Like it has the depth to support like a pretty, a pretty intense competitive scene. I think like it's cool. Yeah, I I have really enjoyed it uh, uh, so far, uh, and, and again, twenty bucks, also on a Game Pass. All right, Brad, is mm. this the time? Yeah, sure. Okay. Did you, what a time. you finish it? Yes. Let's take a second here and say spoilers. Okay. Yes, you're right. Game's less than game's less than a year old. That's fair. This is gonna where where we have finished Resident Evil Eight. There will be spoilers here. We're gonna talk about the ending. I'm saying it very slowly because some people use time skip. Spoilers. <laughs> That's right. So I'm giving this a little window here. Spoilers for Resident Evil. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Should we just should we just make like a spoilers theme song that so we can fill we can fill like thirty seconds <laughs> if somebody skips in on a chapter? Is this 30, are there thirty second skips? I thought most of them were ten or fifteen. I don't uh, know. But yeah, we got to figure out the margins. <laughs> somebody doesn't okay. land right on. This should be fine. Spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. 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 <laughs> hey. All right, we're good. Okay. So Resident Evil uh, 8 uh, Village, Brad and I have been uh, working through it. Uh, I'm glad you finished it also. That is a very silly game. I still believe Ethan Winters. Ethan Winters is, Ethan a, do- Winters. is, a, is, a, is a big old doof. Uh, let's talk about how that game wraps up first. Can we just get into that? Yeah, I'll go for it. Okay. So uh, Ethan throughout the game is getting limbs cut off left and right. And at some point, Ethan gets... Uh, again, we're in spoilers here, so I'm just mm-hmm. going. Let's just go. Okay. Ethan gets his heart ripped out, and you're like, well, That's Ethan, that. are you coming back from this one? And then it kind of fades to black, and now you're playing as Chris, um, who is there. Also, okay, I'll go back up a second. Mm-hmm. The game, to get to that point, you're in like a, a forklift with a, a, a chainsaw Dude, on it and, and, a rock, and you're fighting a boss, and that, that whole section was kind of great like, and dope, like, and I like that. Like getting in that vehicle was an extreme, like hell yes moment, and yeah. it's also simultaneously the point when that game goes completely off the rails. I think yes, but so, but getting in that thing and looking at the controls, and it's like okay, machine gun. It's a it's like a weird jalopy of a slap together, A-team, yeah, junkyard tank thing, and it's got machine gun, cannon, and then block, and then when you hit block, it like sticks a gigantic chainsaw <laughs> out. And it's like all right, let's do this. This and, looks fun, and you're fighting this kind of like um. Bayformer, like this uh, Michael Bay-looking uh, mishmash of, of metal pieces. Anyway, uh, the reason I bring that up mostly is because when you're in that situation, Chris built that thing. Chris Redfield. And when you're in that situation, you've had this on and off running into Chris. Chris keeps being like, damn it, Ethan, I told you to just go home. And at that point, this last time, when you run into Chris, you have killed everything Everything, all there the, is to kill, all the bio weapons, everything, and you run into Chris again, and he's like, "Damn it, Ethan! I told you to go home. It's too dangerous for you here." And I'm like, "Dude, I've I have killed and survived I, everything. I'm the one who cleared out this village. What are you talking? <laughs> the about? fuck were yeah, you doing? I have beaten every boss so far. What are we talking about? Okay, so then anyway, you get your heart ripped out, and then you go to Chris. Chris was not joking around. You start as Chris." You get this gun that can hold like a thousand it's got, bullets. It's got like 600 bullets in it. Like it wastes, 
Enemies that you were <laughs> emptying, emptying entire clips into go down in like three shots. And now I realize like, oh, Chris was right. Like Chris should have just handled this whole thing Chris, because Chris, he can, he can also take like 10 times more damage than <laughs> Ethan can. Chris Despite is, the twist at the end of the game, you find out. So you, you go through this whole part with Chris and like, I forget what they call them. And I, I only got this cause I was looking at the concept art later, but like Chris's wolf pack or whatever he's got Lobos and the, and the chimera eyes oh, Los or Lobos and whoever like he's, they have all these named characters that are rolling around with Chris. Um, and they go in the concept art. They're like, yeah, we kind of want, we thought maybe it would be cool to like jump between the characters of whatever squad. Yeah, I- I I looked in the model viewer and they made a unique all of his all of his uh, co-workers let's say yeah. mm-hmm. are the most generic ass looking Call of Duty like face completely <laughs> covered with goggles and face mask and helmet like they, you can't see anything any distinguishing features about them and yet they still went and made a completely unique soldier dude model for each one of those named characters that you never see and you never have time to like get to know at all it's weird so in the concept art they're like originally we wanted you to play bounce around between the sniper and the, like the, the what the, yeah and like yeah and like we would switch characters huh. and like we scrap that and like you kind of just play as Chris. okay i need to go look at that um the concept art thing concept is great. Art, yeah i saw i read i read some forum discussion last night after i finished the game just because i want to see people talking about it and like um they were referencing that uh what is that report that comes with that 80 page? Remember I talked about it a couple weeks ago that, Oh yes, yes, yes. It has like that 80 page report on the Baker incident in there. Yeah. And there's like a bunch of information in there about what's going on. And then apparently, yeah, I was reading like, like the concept art has a bunch more like backstory stuff going on. Cause apparently like Chris is now anti BSAA. Is that right? Even though he used to be the BSAA. He's like new umbrella, isn't and, he? Mm, is I don't he, know what his, okay. I don't know what his, but there's a thing at the end. I mean, I'm just gone all too over the far. Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all over the place at this point. Like, they're, they they recover the body of a BSAA soldier and rip the mask off, and it's like, it's it's a monster. <laughs> like, they're using bioweapons as soldiers. Yeah. Like, like they're going to have to pay for this, and, like, they set course for BSAA headquarters at the end of the game. So, so, so before that, though, you play as Chris, and then Chris finally goes through all this stuff, and Miranda is the big bad in the game. Miranda, you, you get your you get your Resident Evil on at yeah, this point. You get like your your info uh, dump of like, oh, it was the mold, and like I, it's you know the magic is all, gone. That's where it all kind of broke down for me. I think that I think that like basically holding the actual big bad back until the last like hour hour and a half of the game is kind of questionable. Decision. I mean, Miranda's in it before that. Yeah, but, but she but she like barely speaks. Yeah, like she's yeah. like it's the emphasis is very much on Vampire Lady. Yes. Uh, and and creepy doll maker Heisenberg, like like they just don't develop her as a villain at all until like literally the scene that she shows up and kills you yes. is the first time you get any real exposition with her. And and they and just, they, they basically have an uh, like an info dump room. Like yeah. you walk into a room and it is just like five or six journal entries that fill out the entire story for that character. Right. right. And it turns out it's like oh she's over a century old and yeah. she lost her daughter in the Spanish flu and she exposed herself to the mold to and become immortal. And there were like cave paintings like, of Umbrella's logo right. and like, like the they, person who started Umbrella <laughs> was there. And like, dude, the part yeah, the part where what is it, Ozel Spencer yeah. or whatever the guy, the founder yeah. of Umbrella. Yeah. Like thanks for our time a, together. <laughs> based Umbrella on a logo he found in cave paintings, apparently. Yes. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Uh, and I guess I guess was like you know that letter is it's kind of awesome. The letter was like it's so dumb. It's a dumb awesome. Is like 
mm, thanks for sharing your mold stuff with me, but I think for me to infect the world, I'm going to need a virus. So right. I'll, I'm like, I, go I, I, I see I see more potential in the in a virus than yeah. your than your fungus. Like it's just good oh. luck with your weird getting your daughter back from the mold. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go. And it turns out the what do they keep calling it? the the cell, the, the super cell, uh, the, the mutocyte is the mutocyte. is the um is the fungus, but then the megacyte, megacyte, and the, oh, uh, I'm sorry, no, megamycete, no, megamycete, mutamycete. I had that wrong. I'm sorry. It's mutamycete is the fungus. Megamycete is the giant, gigantic fetus hanging from a cave ceiling so, made out of fungus. So when you are die to it, your memories are somehow stored in it, and then the whole the whole yes. premise that they, they're going to bring the she's, memories she's, back into a she's, vessel. She's going she's gonna, to she's gonna implant the memories of her of her century old dead daughter that are stored in this giant fungus monster into your daughter's body, limbs of the body who is now or reconstructed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm Alex. sorry. We just I I have to I have to go back to this phrasing. Are we yeah. officially calling this the mega fungus fetus? <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Sure. Say that yeah. four times fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and the first thing Chris does is just shoot tight. Okay, he's he's got all this gear. Chris has all this gear, and he's got a bomb about the size of a grenade that can blow up all the entire village. And the delivery mechanism is he tapes it to a knife and th- and like basically launches it into the. F- How do you f- plant f- bombs? You have something that could. You got grenade launchers and all of this stuff. They have a laser targeting orbital targeting thing, and the way he puts it in there is he tapes it to it. Like they show it just taped to a knife in the thing. It was yeah, like, he literally just does a knife, an overhand knife yeah. throw to throw this bomb into this monster. I see you've never played knifey bomb before. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, you, you got that whole expo dump, and then. Uh, he frees Mia from the cell, and then Mia is your wife. Mia is is your wife, and he frees Mia from the cell, and Mia's like, where's Ethan? And uh, Chris is like, you know, this is not the first time he will say this, but he's like, Ethan didn't make it. And she's like, oh, no, you don't understand. Oh, no. Oh, Ethan. Ethan's special. Uh, turns out, Brad, why is Ethan special? Dude, I... <laughs> He's a mold man. <laughs> Ethan never. Ethan's been I'm dead a for a whole game. Man. Like, the, whole, the, whole, the whole two games. The whole twist is that he apparently actually died at the beginning of Resident Evil Seven, and is just mold. Like when he, when he first got to that house in Louisiana, they just killed him, flat out, like instantly. And he has been <laughs> he's been a being of pure mold ever since. Apparently, <laughs> uh, so I don't really understand how that's tracks with some of the missing limb fingers that don't grow back but like he also the part where he fathered a child subsequently also where he was a mold father no one says if you're made of mold you don't have reproductive organs you know and also the part where sometimes you do die if you take too much damage but sometimes you can get your heart ripped out and you're fine Uh, it's a video game it's a video game you got a cutscene die everybody knows that Mm -hmm. yeah um and so you know when when because this, I think, they think they have a throwaway line, which they probably should have expanded on. A throwaway line that one of, like, Lobos or somebody says, Chimera Eyes, or somebody says to you, which is, Chris, this mold doesn't have the DNA sequencing that the Baker family mold had. This must be the orig- original mold or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. this sounds like this is the original mold. And then, oh, and, you know, you could piece it together that, you know, this is the original mold from a very long time ago. And then Umbrella... It was sent to Umbrella from the from the info dump in in Miranda's mm-hmm. thing. They kind of put that together too. They spell it out there. But that all being said, when you destroy the original, what do you call it? the super fungal fetus mode? Uh, the the mega mice eat. Mega mice eat. When you destroy that, so too 
Ethan must go because he mm, is yeah. uh, he is of the mold. Yep, from mold to mold. And there, so, but for the grace of mold, go he. But but not but not not your baby. Your baby's only half mold, so I guess your baby is fine. But I don't know, what's up with her, oh, dude? Also, the, the epilogue. Well, you, you watched after the credits. Well, so you you stumble your way out, and you're like, "I'll blow up the knife in the in the thing," and then you fly away, and then Ethan is. Mia, Mia who, by the way, Mia is still alive. Mia's fine. Like, oh, in the beginning that, that where Mia, not, Mia is killed, it was a Mia. Mia was not actually Mia in the intro. That was Miranda impersonating Mia. Of course, they yeah. thought yes. So, and apparently, Miranda and bullets, no biggie, no biggie. Uh, oh, Chris well, is very upset like, about that. He's like, we, uh, I failed. Like, we should have shot her in the head more or something. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and and then there's this epilogue, like what, 15 years later or something, where the yeah. Rose, the child, the baby, is now grown and Rosemary, for, please, yes, and like apparently is some super powerful X Men type figure. Oh, I'll show you shit. Chris doesn't even yes, know. Yes, she's do. like salt. Yes, totally. Is she <laughs> Dark Phoenix being used? Yeah, uh, like kind of like being used for her powers by I don't know if, which organization it is because there's like five of them now. Uh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed the game. I'm very glad I played through it and saw it through. I think like the first half ish of the game, 60% of the game is like way stronger than the second half. I did not like the Heisenberg levels. I, I'm torn. I actually thought the Heisenberg, forever. the Heisenberg twist was kind of interesting because when you see him early in the game, he just feels like the biggest, like edgelord doofus. <laughs> He's kind of an fucking, edgelord doofus with his fucking Coke bottle sunglasses and like dumb hat and stuff. Yeah. But then when you meet him in the factory and you realize he actually hates Miranda and wants to kill her. Yeah. Like there was, there was like, they gave him a little bit of menace there. That telekinesis sequence where he's throwing the knife around all over the place. I was like, all right. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's got a little, there's a little bit of danger here. Uh, I, did you run out of ammo in that section? Like there's a oh. lot of stuff. Oh, I was hoarding ammo. Oh, I okay. I was fact, bone like, dry. I was like hoarding ammo and I did end up spending pretty much all my money by the end. But like, okay. I was kind of like not hoarding exactly, but I was like preparing for some big final sequence that never came. Right. Because mm-hmm. then they just kill him and give you to Chris. And then Chris right. has unlimited everything more or less. And yeah, there's the, there, there the final boss fight with Miranda where you do use all your upgrades and stuff, but I think they like, drop ammo during that fight too. I had some of the forum chatter I read suggested that the part of the game had gotten chopped up and stuff cut out. Which Go through I that concept know. art. They talk about like, it. Oh, okay. They talk a lot about that, that stuff. stuff. About, like, I need to look at that stuff. The original thing was like, I think Heisenberg had like a, it was, was, was the Heisenberg was the big bad originally. And like, oh. he, it was like um, father something. And he was the main villain. Yeah. They, I go, also, all that concept art is good. I, I, I need to look at like, I don't know if it's in the concept art or the model viewer that apparently like he, he's wearing like Nazi German dog tags. Oh, apparently. I did not see that. Okay. And he's implied to be very old. Okay. Like they're all immortal or whatever, or like they live very long time. Couldn't so he have just fled to Argentina like the rest of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, uh, um, and also is like, okay, my, you know, the vampire lady. Yes. Was she a vampire the whole time before the, before no, the, the, no, there's a document. I don't know if you found, there's a document in there. It it's in the final lab. It says she has some like hereditary thing that makes her have oh, to, uh, like, yes. is she just a vampire? Well, now that she's been exposed to the, the parasite or the, and so okay. apparently there's a parasite and a fungus. Yes. Like they've really run the gamut throughout the series <laughs> okay, of like parasite, fungus, virus. virus. Yeah. Like what else is there? What other pathogen Nano is there? Machines. Could, <laughs> okay. All right. So cyber zombies coming to Resident Evil near you. Well, uh, the parasite in Heisenberg apparently makes his insides electronic or, or it gives him electrical. a magnetic, yeah, electrical, let's, it let's gives him electric field, electrical fields. 
Ugh, I, just like a jellyfish. I was, dude, I think I said this last week or the week before, I was super stoked that they were going in a more occultist direction with this yeah. thing. Like, I loved all the vampires and, and, and werewolves and stuff and spooky gothic castles. And I kind of wish they had just let all that stuff be. But yeah. instead, like, literally, beat for beat, just like Seven, you, like, get to the lab with the info dump at the end that's like, oh, no, they were all science experiments. It's all still tied to Umbrella. Like, this is all... Like here's here is Miranda in a lab coat. She's responsible for all of this. Here are all of her lab reports. Here's and I think Eve, I, Evelyn. I, I think I just minded that swing less in seven because seven just felt like it had a much more coherent through line, even when it does make that turn. Whereas this one is just swinging all over the place and trying a bunch of different stuff. And I kept waiting to see how it was going to land it. And it, at a certain point, I just got frustrated with the fact that I like I knew that turn was coming. And I just wasn't into, I think, as much the like, you know, the universal monster stuff that they were doing in the background <laughs> and the way they were going to try and tie all that into a Resident Evil story. I wish, yeah, I, man, I don't know. It's, it is a much less even game than Seven. I think I probably still like it better than Seven just because it's weird. It is weird. I will give it that. They I, try so, some shit, and even if it doesn't work, I respect that they tried some shit. It is very... It has very strong four vibes. Like it is, uh, yeah. Like sure. from the inventory to the action parts of it to the the look of it. The, the, the Duke like, is great. Yeah, the Duke is great. They, they brought like, a shopkeeper back. I love the part at the end where like you're riding. You're literally he's literally yes. driving you in a carriage to the final boss. Duke like, is maybe the point, best character Ethan's, in that game. Totally. Like at some point, it's almost like a digression. Ethan is just like all out. he's like, wait a minute. By the way, what? Who or what are you? Yeah. And the Duke's like, oh, even I can't quite answer that question. <laughs> they yeah. never address it again. Some Duke DLC. Like that's the kind of mystery that I love and wish that this had a little more of and a little less. Like eh, it was all umbrella related in the end. Did you it has great performances. That is the thing I will give this game. It's character performances. I feel like almost universal. Well, like Chris. I, I, less, I mean, but. I didn't. I thought. I thought Miranda was kind of a big whiff for me again because like they just drop her out of nowhere at the end and she's like, you spend twenty minutes shooting her while she's. She yells about her dead child, but it's like, I haven't even heard from you until 20 minutes ago. Like, who cares? Yeah. Where's, where's the vampire lady? <laughs> yeah, right. She was awesome. Uh, and when you beat the game, it says, like, something like, dad's, your, the dad's story, oh, the, father's the, the, the story father, is done. The father's story is now done. Yeah. But then they show you that epilogue of her at the graveyard, and like, yeah. Rosemary is now, like, an operative or whatever. So. Well, let's see what happens. I, don't I know. have no idea where the series is Resident going. Resident Evil 9, Mia goes and rescues Rose from her new life. Yeah. No Rose, you gotta play as Rose. Yeah, you'd be probably be playing as Rose if no, they Rose, continue the storyline. I, uh, you still have to play the uh, the Zoe stuff for seven, right, Brad? You haven't done that yet. No, the I DLC. That. Um, that's so. Like considering what they do with DLC, I wonder what they'll do here uh, in terms. Yeah, of I don't know. Stuff. We're coming up on a year since release. I don't. I haven't seen any news about expansions. I wonder if they have plans. I like that they went from not zombies to not werewolves. Like, mm. oh, it's, we are not, not werewolves. It's, I, I yeah. like when they twist themselves into a pretzel trying to, you know, be like, oh, actually. Yeah. Si look, there's science Lycanthropy here. actually yeah. is a byproduct Actu of the actually, L virus. <laughs> actually, actually, she had a hereditary thing that made her mm. have to drink blood. Uh, mm -hmm. Not a vampire. Actually, mm. Moreau just got fish guts in him. I don't know. Like, actually... Um, I liked it. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think I might like it better than seven. I wasn't bored with the time I spent with it at all. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, I, it's definitely more interesting than seven. 
I like that when you find the foundry thing that can just make any key ball or a plaque, a horse, a fucking horse plaque jumping over a unicorn on the eagle thing. He says, wow, this seems like it would be really useful. (laughs) Which Uh is like, that's some good inside Resident Evil. uh, Like, just make whatever key you want. Or plaque or ball or whatever. I hated that Heisenberg ball labyrinth. I, I, that was, that was my, a rough one. That sucked. That was tough. That took me five or six tries. I kind of liked that little mini game though. Like I, I didn't find the Moreau ball, I, so I never I did that. Do, one. I would do more of that. Um, I thought that, that one was easy. The, the, the Heisenberg the one though, there's just too many spots where you just fall off the track. Yeah. That, that one, it's like a little rolly ball game. It's not exactly marble madness, but it's like a little bespoke toy puzzle thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that one. Did you wind up getting all the guns? I got everything except for the, um, the auto pistol. Uh, yes, I bought the last shotgun and the last pistol. Okay. Did you upgrade them? Uh, yeah, pretty extensively, yeah. I was bummed out because, um, if you look at the unlockables, if you upgraded all the guns, you can unlock some stuff with your, like, RE credits, uh, in the unlock, in the, in the- Yeah, I wonder if it'd be possible to safe scum that, if you could go back to an old save and just spend all your money uh, upgrading a gun and unlock it globally. I wonder if you have to beat the game, though, again. I don't know. I yeah, know. I don't know either. Uh, I wanted some of those. I, I would I would New Game Plus that with some better weapons. That could be really fun. It seems like it's really built for multiple New Game Plus runs yeah. because it's like utterly impossible to fully upgrade any of the guns right. on one run unless you just min-max that one gun. Yes, and it, I think I, there's... I have to check this out. I didn't get a chance to. You can buy Chris's gun, so I wonder if you can start with that. Yeah, all of his Ethan. guns All of his guns are available in the game. You can unlock them. Okay, for, as Ethan, all of all of Chris's game, yeah. Okay, because that that rifle, all is the guns. Good. Yeah, you can. They're actually right at the top of the unlockable list. You can actually just go spend your your, uh, what is it? Something points. Yeah, yeah. I did. I uh, bought I bought that rifle, but I when you jump back in, they're just at the merchant. Uh, there's a description that says like, oh, once you something something, go get it from the merchant or something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Resident Evil Eight. Twenty twenty one. Uh-huh. Close the book on that one for now. That's, that's right. They also, I'll say this, they love their, and I love it too. So they love their intro cinematic. Uh, they really that, do. That, they they play it. it again at the end. Yeah. They add a little bit to it, but I really actually like that too. They do a nice job on that. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 8. Okay. We're going to take another break. We're going to come back with some news. So this here ends the Resident Evil spoilers. We'll come back after the break for some news. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. You're not going to walk out of the house naked, right? Not if I can help it. You're going to put your VPN on first. Yeah, of course. Of course. One leg at a time, like I always do. (laughs) ExpressVPN is the easiest way to browse safely, securely, and just better. I just use ExpressVPN. I was away on a trip. I've had ExpressVPN for a couple of years here. When I got on that hotel Wi-Fi, I slipped right into ExpressVPN. One click, very easy. Get in there, and then I was able to access the internet, let's say. What what are you doing on that vacation there? Hmm? I I had to access my GitHub account, Uh and I was doing some coding, and then I I used my ExpressVPN, and then VPNed into my home computer! Likely story. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, I watched, uh, you know, I watched uh, some videos, uh, you know, and it's fast enough. That's what they all say. It's got great speeds. It was connected very easily. I was even able to stream in HD problemless on the hotel Wi-Fi. And they didn't know know a damn thing. 
says here you can connect to ExpressVPN and you won't even realize you have it on, which I can vouch for. It's pretty seamless. So right now, go to expressvpn.com slash nextlander and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash nextlander to get three extra months of ExpressVPN. expressvpn.com slash nextlander. Thanks, ExpressVPN. And we're back, and it is time for the news. So, what's going on? Y'all like that Star Wars? I do. I've started watching that I Boba have Fett. Liked Star Wars. That Boba Ooh. Fett. I don't know if I like that, but I do like. Ooh. I do like Star Wars. I don't know. Well, maybe I'll talk about Boba Fett with you guys in another place. I've got a lot of thoughts on what's going on there, as I'm sure the internet does as well. Uh, but um. What are you doing with Boba Fett, folks? Anyway, what's going on with this Star Wars? Making money. Yeah, minting money. Uh, Y'all like those video games? Follow-up question, you like Star Wars video games? I have enjoyed some Star Wars video games, yes. I would say I I am always up for a new Star Wars video game. Well, has Electronic Arts got the press release for you? Fantastic. What do we got? Uh, They have announced three new Star Wars games from Respawn Entertainment's. I have liked Respawn Star Wars makers, games. Makers of Titanfall 2, yes. One of the games, in fact, the marquee game they are announcing. I don't know if they had talked about this in earnings calls or something, at least, that they were doing a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. They had like, kind of indicated they were going to, but I don't know if yeah. they ever actually put out an official announcement. I can't right? remember so this, them saying like explicitly that or just saying, like, that game did okay. <laughs> like, right, oh, yes, they have really definitely well. said that. Yeah. We want to make more. But, but this, is, this is super double- confirming that Stig Asmussen and that same team are working on. I love the way they put this. <laughs> the next game in the Star Wars Jedi franchise. <laughs> you know, Star Wars Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Is it, is that your, fa- your favorite franchise? I mean, that yes, that was the title. It was Jedi colon Fallen Order, but like... Yeah. Who thought of that as Star Wars Jedi? Well, like, does that kind of like... It's not like that's different than like Jedi Knight, right? Like we are not well, in totally, that. Totally. Okay. We yes, are no, the no, colon, they're not the trying colon, to pull that in, right? The colon makes all the difference. Like that, <laughs> oh, yes, like they, it does. The colon, the colon made it clear at the front, like, oh, okay, this is Jedi. Uh, Fall, this is a Jedi game called Fallen Order. I mean, corporate branding is so stupid. It's literally just like, let's get the words people know and mash them together. The colon makes all the difference. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but, so, yes, the, I hope. Uh, so, on that track, I hope they are not just pooping out some Star Wars games. I hope we get some good ones. Like I res- would hope, this- I would, I would hope they are resourcing this Fallen Order sequel appropriately. Like, I really liked that first game, despite it's it had some pretty significant problems. Me too. But but I, I, but one I of the really, significant problems is that main character is not that interesting. Uh, he's fine. Like the performances were good. Like that guy is a decent actor. Like the whole, all of the performances are quite good in that game. But the performance isn't the issue. It's just the, the character doesn't have that much going on. Like the the pro, ah, like I kind of thought the Order sixty six stuff was pretty interesting in flashback that they did. I I, I like uh, that whole game. I yeah. my my it, bigger concern is like maybe it's more of a Star Wars at this point than EA concern. But like the, to to steal the word that the kids to steal a phrase from the kids, they have no chill. Like mm-hmm. you know, like like relax. One Star Wars game is okay. Like yeah. let's take your time, make a good one. We. I'm so Star Wars saturated, like like oh, the Marvel sure. stuff. Sure. It's like, come on, relax. Yeah, I just I, I enjoyed the Metroidish kind of aspects of that game. Like there was a lot of back and forth, exploring different planets, unlocking stuff. You know, 
anyway. And th- and this uh, this article says they've begun work on all three. Yes. Um, they're also doing a first person shooter. The team that did uh, Medal of Honor, uh, the VR game that they just did. Gosh, mm-hmm. what was the subtitle on that? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Above and Beyond. Okay. Was that Medal of Honor VR game they made for Oculus? Uh, that team is now doing a first person shooter. Okay. Okay. Of an uh, indeterminate nature. Like, what is that at this point? I don't know. I don't it's know not Battlefront, first... apparently. No, it's definitely not Battlefront. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, they're also working at a studio called Bit Reactor that I hadn't heard of, which is a bunch of ex Firaxis people. Yep. On a oh, turn based Star Wars game. I think I remember Bit Reactor announcing their existence at some point. That's, that sounds like something a spinoff studio would do. Sorry, I think. So you said a, a, um, a strategy. It's a, a turn based. Like, uh, they, they, these are like people who worked on XCOM. Yeah. <laughs> XCOM 2 are now making a Star Wars totally. turn based tactics game. Let's do it. In the same. Uh, yeah, that could be cool. There's Bit a Reactor st- as a studio was announced eight days ago. That oh wow <laughs> okay well okay technically they did announce before this game um there's a decent amount of stuff in the board game space that is Star Wars where yeah. term, term-based stuff totally can work yeah that, that, I'm sure it would be cool you, you know what would be cooler though what Dash Rendar um, you know you would be cooler than a Star Wars XCOM game XCOM a Mass Effect XCOM game that is just sitting right there man mm. anyway just throwing that out there I don't know if I uh, want permadeath for my Liara. Uh, you know what? Mm. You know what would be even cooler than that, though? What's that? Just XCOM 3. Mm. Just, you know That's what? Pro- X, XCOM at this point is good enough. Happen. You're probably going to get both. Yeah. I'll say. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, those all got announced. Those are all coming out of quote-unquote respawn, whatever that means, even though it's like, it's just the Bioware thing again, right? Of like, Vince Sampella is overseeing all these games, but you know, like that strategy game is coming from an external studio. But anyway, it's a larger umbrella. But Vince Sampella also now overseeing Dice development quite too, a bit. Right? Yeah, it kind of yes. feels like they just said, "Vince Sampella, you and your people, you do all the shooters, and yeah, you're going to do all the yes, Star Wars." The, the, the success of Apex Legends has certainly catapulted uh, his profile within the company. Anyway, well, I think the success and maybe maybe the lack of heat on some of the uh, um, Battlefield. Uh, seems and Battlefront, yeah, both, yeah, both. So like, there's been a global cooling on that franchise. That's kind of the next part of this whole thing. So Jeff Grubb was out there at Venture Beat, uh, Games Beat, mm. uh, was out there with a follow up report on this announcement, saying there is no chance of a Battlefront three happening at Dice. Oh, that that this is it for EA and Star Wars. Like they lost that exclusivity a while ago, as you probably remember. Okay, yeah, uh, they had that multi year exclusive Star Wars license that they kind of squandered. Other than Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> that Battlefront 2 legendary for its problems, of course. Um, and yeah, like Grubb is saying, that's it. That hmm. They're going to make these three Star Wars games at EA under the Respawn banner, and that's it. No more Battlefront at DICE, which kind of really drove home for me, finally. I don't know why it took me this long to get my head around this, that like DICE is not in a great place. No, it hasn't all. been for some time. Right, and like that's been evident, but I still it took me a long time to... When I saw that, I was like, well... They could probably take one more stab at a battlefront, right? And then I remembered like mm-hmm. where Battlefield twenty four two is at. Yeah. And generally what's going on with DICE over its last two ish releases, three releases, and it's like oof. So when you say it's it, does that mean that like even if let's say another Jedi game does well that they Oh well, are- who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could. Uh, you know, anything can happen as new deals get negotiated, but 
but it's according like to, the dice banner will not be attached to this. Yeah, like according to Jeff Grubb, this is it for EA and Star Wars for some time. Okay. Okay. So is it UB has a game? There's obviously yeah, the Quantic yes. Dream thing, which eh. yeah, ma- massive the uh, uh, the Division Studios working on yeah. a Star Wars game. Yes, Quantic Dream is making a game. Like they're all over the place now. I get uh, it. So. I mean, I mean that was was it two weeks ago? We just were talking about the the uh, Zampella taking over kind of leadership role for those properties. So yeah, yeah. you know, um, I I'm excited for Star Wars games. It, like it's it's a that the whole franchises a video game like give me a lightsaber let me run around or not figure it out just give me a a blaster i'm fine with that yeah or put me put me in a tie fighter again give me dash rendar not to just keep talking about resident evil 8 but did you see the last weapon on that giant unlockable list i think it's a lightsaber yes it looks like a lightsaber (laughs) that's what that looks like right the icon true that seemed too hard to get i don't know if i'm gonna get that that seemed too hard yeah uh okay uh more ea stuff yeah so I mean, again, that kind of brought me to the situation with dice and Battlefield. And a little everything. dicey, would you say? Apparently, Some yes, dicey information here? The release and ongoing support of Battlefield 2442 has, in fact, been dicey. Yes. <laughs> um, you might say. So like, there's like different stuff going on here. Um, Tom Henderson, who's kind of a noted leaker, insider, et cetera, et cetera. It feels like there's a lot of those these days, but his track record is pretty good. Uh, has been talking about the potential for parts of Battlefield 2042 to go free-to-play. That, they, that it had such a disastrous launch that mm-hmm. they were talking about carving it up and making parts of it free-to-play, which I think would be a first for, for Battlefield, right? As far yes. as I remember. I am, it's outside of my, my Ken. I cannot think of a single instance of the Battlefield property being free-to-play. You think this would um, be a little, like, Warzone-ish? The, the, the rumor is that they or trying to decide which part of it to make free-to-play. It might be Portal. It might be Hazard Zone, that four. Yeah, on four, that's, that's the most Warzone-like, yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, this led to some people running stories on different sites, looking into the stats on this game in terms of concurrent players and rankings and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, apparently the player numbers on Steam for 2042 have been below Battlefield 5 and even Battlefield 1. Which is the last like current, battlefields? Like yes. current battlefield, like people playing Battlefield One currently. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, also, uh, it came to light that on the Microsoft Store, Twenty Forty Two has fallen out of the top fifty most played games on Xbox as well. Boy. Okay. So it's rough out there for a battlefield. It's a yeah, rough game. But that doesn't count. Obviously, Microsoft intentionally trying to sync those games so they can buy EA. Yes, that's I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Don't stop. Are it. I'm you? Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Are guys. you joking? Hey guys, uh, I just saw the. I was just looking at the numbers on Battlefield, and uh, you know, calm. You having a laugh like, over there? I just have this image now of Phil Spencer in his office with a bunch of giant levers in front of him, just like <laughs> pulling them back and forth and cackling wildly. Just one lever says like connection just, issue. One, yes. one, one lever says like shoot your own teammate, invincible one, teammate. Like one, one, one lever says depressed stock price. <laughs> just. You can't do them too early. <laughs> another another one's like a giant button leak damaging information. That's just, right. Yeah, oh, yes. man. That one's behind. That's got the flip up, though. That's got like the flip up uh, uh, safety guard that you can't yep. you can't do unless you're meant to. Do. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah. I should say that is not based on anything. I don't want people to take the wrong thing away. It's just, oh, they'll yes. take the wrong thing away. Don't you worry. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're anyway, only, that's they're only trying to buy Ubisoft. Yeah, that's a uh, boy. <laughs> 
that's that's kind of a big EA block there, I guess. Uh, Star Wars stuff seems potentially kind of interesting. The dice stuff seems potentially pretty rough. I don't know yeah. what is going to be the ultimate fate of that studio and those franchises and that situation. It's kind of it's kind of like I said, it's kind of worse than I had really wrapped my head around looking at these numbers. Yeah. Seeing where the game is at, like they haven't really messaged what the roadmap is looking like for this year on that game. I'm sure for their okay. expectations. I mean, I, I think we talked about this on another property. Sure, it does fine, but probably doesn't meet their expectations. Right. Like, like their, yeah, their Battlefield is a marquee thing for them. They want to yeah. be able to trumpet this like we are the biggest, you know, baddest in the shooter space. And they haven't right. been for a while. Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's kind of an ongoing pivot going on, like the Jeff Grubb story said that. EA is looking to further emphasize its own IP going forward, which is part of what's behind this kind of like putting this coda on the Star Wars relationship. Right. Is that they want to double down on the stuff they own, which they certainly are doing. Ah, ongoing. Now we have ongoing EA story. Mm. (laughs) The story continues. Yes. All right. But there is other. Well, okay. Well, I was going to say there is other non EA stuff, but these like E. EA family? It's in the EA family of news here. Brad, what is what is in the EA family of news? Yes, the EA tendrils curl and wind their way throughout ooh. the industry. Ooh, ooh, wow, I like that poetic. Uh yes. Uh Crytek, mm-hmm. makers of EA published games such as Crisis 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. I think EA put out three. I think you might be right. Uh they're making a new crisis. Maximum sequel. There you okay. All right. Well, now we're done. There we go. We did say <laughs> we hit the bullet point. Gonna, that was uh, that was all I had for this story because they barely said anything about a new crisis. Was, how, about this? how about this? Minimal was, okay. information. Okay. There you go. Even better. All right. Okay. I was just gonna say in 2021, what is our max maximum? What maximum blank? Just hit me and you uh, beat me to it. So let's move on. Maximum um, dystopia. <laughs> maximum oh, ennui. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum uh, isolation. Maximum, that's right. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, mm. there's not much else to say. They announced it on their blog. They put out a teaser trailer, but there's it's a te- teasiest of teasers. Yeah. Are um, they using Crytek? I think that's a safe assumption. I think they have to. Does Crytek exist? Oh, you Somewhere? mean CryEngine. CryEngine. Uh, a cry, sorry, CryEngine. Is the cry, is the cry, well, is it the, is Crytek's Crytek. Right. Is Crytek's Crytek CryEngine? Yes. Crytek's Cry technology in the form of CryEngine. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they put out Hunt Showdown. That's still going. Mm, okay. That game's cool, man. I always wanted to play more Hunt Showdown. A two player okay. game is kind of, it's kind of a weird proposition. I guess it's, I don't know. Seems so quaint these days. Maybe we should maybe we should check in on that at some point. That theme, that mu- that menu song, so good. Um, I'm on the CryEngine, uh, kind of licensing page as we speak. Yeah. CryEngine five point six. Crytek these days. I don't know. Actually, what if I type list of CryEngine games into the search, and I can tell you CryEngine three. Let's see, CryEngine three. CryEngine 3.6 to 4. Oh, wow. Apparently CryEngine 5, they changed to a Roman numeral. I'm, I have to be correct in assuming, because assuming is bad, but I have to, I'm, like, Far Cry have, has not used CryEngine in a long time. Oh, not, is, not since the first one. Okay. Not since, I just find it hilarious that that game, I mean, the why else is there a Cry in there if not ooh. to be like, 
hey, we name everything with a cry. Hey, remember that whole Star Wars Jedi thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, branding, power. branding is stupid. Sometimes That's the brand you say. start with is the one you're stuck with. Um, <laughs> there are like 20 games here on CryEngine 5, and I've never heard of any of them that are not made by Crytek. Okay. okay. All right. So well, that's where we're at. Anyway. How about, how about Lithtech? You know, go look that up and uh, see. You know, I, I would not be shocked if buried somewhere in the Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War, <laughs> there are references to Lithtech. I would love it. I guarantee you there is some evolution. There's got to be some lineage from Shogo Mobile Armor Division to so, those Lord of the Rings games. Somewhere there is some code that says if lithtech equals something mm. then something else because there's something that runs if it is and it's something that runs if it doesn't yes there is there is some class that begins with lith i am <laughs> quite sure okay all right, all right so now we're gonna actually step away from ea for a second here for uh what is for a bit what is uh, what is next i guess like okay from ea to activision uh-huh oh sorry microsoft we we're gonna activision. have to get there eventually this is, this is all video game news now well mm-hmm. hey what i mean as soon as it's going to be all there, video games, period. There are fewer and fewer companies to talk about. That's true. Of course, we're going to talk about the remaining ones more often. Um, Phil Spencer gave an interview to the Washington Post, which was asking him about, like, hey, you know, what are your plans for the stable of IP, the properties that you're getting your hands on? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you the ones that came to his mind. Okay. I'm guessing this reads... This reads as Phil Spencer's off-the-cuff stream of consciousness, like, what are the properties we're getting that I can think of and might care about here? Mm-hmm. Here's what he said. I was looking at the IP list. I mean, let's go. King's Quest. Uh-huh. Naturally. Guitar Hero. Uh-huh. I should know this, but I think they got Hexen. <laughs> I like that. He, I la- This is maybe sometimes why... I really appreciate how Phil Spencer comes across. Even if this was a planned thing that he said, the fact that he says, I should know this, but I think they got Hexen. Uh, you know, it's just a guy, fun thing for somebody in charge of a group to a, say. A, a guy like Phil Spencer is operating at a very high level. I'm he sure knows what the top line of what he's buying yes. is, but he also knows that there is all this, like all these properties sort of burbling under the surface that he's like, we got them, but I haven't yes. had time to sort yes. them out yet. You know, he's got people to handle. The no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. don't take me wrong here like i'm not saying that he should know this i'm oh, saying no, no, yeah. I, I love yeah. that he's like wait yes. hexen's a thing they have right yeah i think they have hexen like i i love that that is uh that is fantastic i if, if i have zero problem believing that phil spencer holds king's quest and hexen close to his heart if he that wants to funny. go the phantom dust route and just try a thing with hexen and even if it doesn't quite work at least they tried a thing that's fine by me i mean I, Microsoft is an over $2 trillion company. As far as I'm concerned, they should try a thing with everything on that list of IP. But if you have, okay. Absolutely should. Think about Phil now, right? Phil. Okay. Okay. Okay, I've got him. I've caught him. All right. Let's think about Microsoft's games group in the form of Xbox. Now talking about Hexen on the doom engine, which they also own. Yes. Right. Like it it is Uh like, it is a weird, like, Hey, you guys all went to college. (laughs) You guys, you guys did all these weird things. You did a bunch of stuff, and now we're all getting we're getting all coming back together because I bought you all. But yes. but but all coming home like Doom, Hexen, Id, Activision, Raven. Like we were all together at the table. Yes. I think that is that is a wild wild thing. I have one problem with what he's saying here. Okay, which is that. 
it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, it'd be cool if we did something with Hexen, it'd be cool if we did something King's Quest, you know, fairly standard game franchises that don't require a lot of different overhead than what they would normally put into standard development. You can't invoke Guitar Hero without the follow-up question of what does that mean? What does that mean? Because what if th- you say you want to make new Guitar Hero, does that mean you want to make new instruments? Are you into getting into the plastic instrument production industry again? Because that has been the thing that has stopped that like that entire genre from picking back up again is that no one wants to invest in that infrastructure again. We went to that Guitar Hero event. Live, yes. We went to the live event. And it was like a game. It was a service, right? And they 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 seem to be focusing more on singing and like karaoke style, wasn't it? Well, no, no, no. So the, it was the new guitar. Remember, it had the the split frets. Oh yes, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So it was a different gameplay style, and then the the online like the the subscription part of it was that all the DLC songs would be part of like a larger song subscription that, or right. you know, you would just they would cycle okay. in and out. You were not buying piecemeal DLC. Okay. But there was a guitar I, that they were selling. Was, I it. mean, you can't make a guitar hero without a guitar, right? Right. And that's my point is that are you Phil Spencer? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting uh-huh. the fucking interrogation mm-hmm. light and putting it right uh-huh. over your head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you telling me that you are willing to get into the plastic instrument manufacturing game again because if you are that is a bold statement. I respect yeah. it, but uh-huh. you have to say that. You can't just say, "Oh, it'd be great if we did guitar hero." No, fuck you. That's not enough. You have to commit. That's, I think what you really want to know, what you want to know is, are you going to have plastic drums? Well, hang on a minute. I'm sorry. Uh I have to interject here. Yeah, please. Mm -hmm. Question from the back. Alex Navarro, did you yourself not work on rock band products that did not use plastic instruments? I worked on one. There you go. See? Guitar Uh, Guitar Hero Blitz. Yeah, and it sold great. (laughs) Guitar Hero Blitz. Guitar Hero Blitz coming uh, soon to a downloadable actually, service near you. Rock Band Blitz was after my time. It was Rock Band Unplugged, oh, right. the PSP okay. one that I worked on, and uh, that okay. sold eight copies. But um, I mean, they, were, they were both about kind of the same game or pretty close, right? And like similar similar frequency amplitude s- types. Similar ideas. I feel like Blitz went a little more in the frequency amplitude direction, but they, they were very much of, of a kind. You could do some kind of Guitar Hero rhythm branded rhythm game. But no one wants that. That's not yeah, you're, pro- you're probably. If you yes, invoke Guitar right. Hero... Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. What Fine. if, what what if, okay, okay, how about this? What if no plastic guitar? What if haptic gloves that mimic, that know where your fingers are when they're like pressing on the digits, right? Your fingers move. It's a virtual guitar in the metaverse. You were trying, the, okay, nah, fuck it. I'm out. Unplug me from it's this a shit metaver- right now. It's a metaverse guitar. I'm taking my plastic guitar and I'm going home. Uh, and they, there's no way you can put out a guitar hero and say like, well, if you still have plastic instruments, cause that ship, has, everybody has gotten rid of those. I, I, assume. I do wonder if there is some, I mean, Epic and Microsoft are probably on fine terms at this point. I do wonder if they might at least go sit down with Tim Sweeney and be like, Hey, I know harmonics is making this Fortnite content, but if we're going to do this, do you think maybe you could spare some guys to maybe head up so, uh, something along this project? Because I don't think you're reforming Neversoft. I, you, you wouldn't have to. There's a crop of new people that can put out yes. a, a fine. Yes, I just, I'm going to say before we move on here, again, Microsoft is a gigantic company with infinite resources. I'm not saying they couldn't do they it on their be, own. 
No, no, no. I'm not talking about the plastic instrument yeah. stuff. I just mean more generally about this IP. Like they should give a budget to every team with a good pitch for one of these Activision properties. Totally. Let somebody make a new Gabriel Knight. Let somebody yes. make a new Zork. Let Abby Russell make a Laura Bow Mysteries game. <laughs> like, like, there you yeah. go. There are, there are so many cool ideas for some of these classic properties. That Fuck we, it. We're bringing back Prototype. Who cares? Fucking find Stephen Cakebread <laughs> and let him make a new Geometry Wars. Yes. We said it before. Get Tim Schafer on a King's Quest game. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what, what, that, what happens there. And, it's, and when it comes to plastic instruments, Microsoft, if you're going to put a plastic instrument out and you're going to bring that back, also... I'm throwing this out there. If you're spinning up factories, make a new Microsoft keyboard natural pro. Just the, the, that split one. It's the, the time is now <laughs> mine. That's I love that thing. And mine's I think broken, but uh, it's listen for bringing stuff back. I'll play guitar here on that. That's All right. Fun. Yeah. You give me the plastic drums. You give Vinny his keyboard, Brad, what do you want? You just, you just <laughs> want, you just want new King's quest. Oh man. Like do I only get, if I only got one, Boy, just what's your yeah. what's your top? Yeah, you got one. Like, geez, that's a tough decision. I actually think I might take. Oh, I don't know. Again, if Cake Bread has any ideas for new Geometry Wars, I think I would take that. I think that's a good one. Oh, look at the keyboard. I'm looking I'm, at the keyboard. Man, even even through the chonky ass <laughs> like low bit rate video compression on this call, I can see how yellowed and used. Oh yeah, I can see the dirt. Is. Stop it! Don't make fun of my keyboard. No, that's, look, all keyboards just, get dirty. A, you should see mine. Yeah, it's just a well-used keyboard. Um, it's a great keyboard. It's my favorite keyboard. That and the IntelliMouse. They were great products. This? Yeah. Hey, here's how's this for a segue? Mm-hmm. Liberate Raven Software by letting them make a sequel to Singularity. Let like them that. let them unionize and then let them make a new Singularity. Okay, as long as uh, that's the order of steps. Yes. How about that? We're concurrently, you know. Yeah. Brad, what is the current status of uh, Raven's I'm gonna let, attempts? I'm going to let Alex take lead on this one. He, he's a little, a little more versed in this stuff than I am. Yeah, I just I'll preface this by saying again, I am by no means a labor law expert, but you know I can at least sort of recap what's going on here. So Raven's QA department a while ago announced their intention to unionize. Uh, this was sort of on the heels of their striking. Uh, which over which is still going, still ongoing, right? The strike is. Still- I think the strike has officially. If it hasn't ended, it's in process of ending because they have taken these next steps. But so they were striking because 12 of their colleagues were their their contracts were not renewed, despite some assurances, I guess, previously that they would be. Um, And as part of that, they have they have announced their intention to unionize. There was a deadline for Activision Blizzard to recognize that union that passed. And so what this essentially means is that they will be uh, pushing forward with uh, attempting to organize a vote and uh, get recognition, I think, from the the National Labor Board. Um, But also the other side of this is that Activision Blizzard is out there talking about why they didn't recognize it. And their their pitch is that they think there should not be a QA department union. They think that if Raven is going to unionize, it should be Raven Studios unionizing the entire team. And as part of this, they're also talking about doing something which is actually not a bad thing, which is splitting up the QA department and embedding those different people with other departments within the studio, which is actually a thing that a variety of different QA departments over the years have pitched mm-hmm. as like a potentially better workflow thing. So yeah, I don't my, know. I don't know I'm what's sorry. up with that as part of this, but like it feels like that's also maybe like them trying to sort of grease the wheels and be like, look, we'll give you this. We'll do this. 
as long as you don't try and get the rest of Raven to unionize alongside you. I mean, I can't say definitively that's what they're doing, but it does feel like they're trying to make moves here to disrupt the possibility of this QA department in particular unionizing. Sure. I, uh, I was going to say from an outsider's perspective, like that idea of embedding QA in other departments might sound, kind of sounds like a positive because I've heard yeah. so many stories of QA workers being treated as kind of second-class citizens within mm-hmm. most studio cultures. Like, like really kind of poor treatment in a lot of different contexts. At least in the brief period when I did QA, they, the, the attitude was very much like, you are glorified focus testers. Mm. Right. So, like, like potentially, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are pitfalls I'm not thinking about here, but it seems like adding them to specific departments might be a way of elevating those positions. Yeah. Because uh, QA is an incredibly important part of development. Yeah. I wonder if, um, I wonder if they're public now, now after this Activision Microsoft announcement their public facing side is being vetted. If, if Microsoft has any oversight into how they're communicating things yet, I would, a, I would guess if, if any, it's very back channel, just back like channel. Yeah. That's informal, what I mean. Not, not yeah. Informal advising, like kind of stuff. Cause you know, I mean, the deal is only a week. God, has it only been a week since yes. they announced it publicly, publicly only a week yeah. old, like let alone like closing on the back end. So, but, but you know, okay. Did, Put your tinfoil hats on, right? There, there are definitely people in place to be like, do not, like, you've got a lot of fires and a lot of irons. You literally have lawsuits against you. Like, if you ex- do not mess this up, Bobby, with your, <laughs> with, your with your mouth. I wonder, uh, I wonder but what I does do mess it. this up mean to Microsoft? Is the thing like in, in, incur more lawsuits, right? Or get people to walk out of studios for game for IPs they're acquiring. You know, like they're acquiring studios to make games. I assume so. If they have staff revolting, right? Like, there's a lot of work to be done here. Um, I, I I don't know. I want. I, I wonder what that relationship has to be like as they navigate these very serious issues. I, I am none the. I am absolutely convinced that you're right that there's really not that much that Microsoft can say, especially publicly at this point, because they are so early on in this process of trying to get this deal approved and getting things to go through. That said, on the heels of that Phil Spencer interview, I kind of feel like at this point, if you have him on record and you are not asking him, what does the nascent (laughs) unionization efforts at Activision mean for this sale and for, you know, game development writ large at, at Microsoft, even if he can't give you an answer, you should still be asking that question because yeah. it yeah. needs to be, there needs to be an on record statement of, I can't talk about that at the very right. least. Or right. I'm sure it is. We're exploring you yeah. know, whatever, like we're, we're looking into, it. I'm sure, sure. Phil but they're is, inher- it's, it's a significant thing that they are inheriting on top of all the other workplace yeah. shit that is going on in Activision. And whether or not Microsoft chooses to stamp that out or whether Activision stamps that out before they even get a chance to, I think that is like an important component of this whole thing. I was going to say, I, I almost assuredly Phil Spencer is briefed on an answer for that. Oh at yeah. At this point, like it, you're not going to catch him off guard. So uh, yeah, I would love to hear what I, what I could almost assuredly say is a non-answer, but just yes. a kind of, uh, I'm not expecting yeah. him to get out there and just like talk a bunch of mess about all <laughs> right. of this. Or so wear like a, a pro unionization button on the next. Interview. <laughs> this man yeah, has been mean? in too many media training <laughs> sessions for that to happen. Is, he, is Phil Spencer going to come out at the next E3 yes. press conference with an NLRB T-shirt on under his suit jacket? But it's 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 like uh, it's like Gex or somebody wearing that jacket, yes. or like it's Voodoo yes. Vince wearing a jacket or Crash Bandicoot. Um, all right, well, 
Is it so? What does that? Where does that leave it? If if you were to say, okay, what what is what happens next? Is it like well, what back happens back and forth at this point? The 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 QA department has announced its intent, so they've already voted within their department. It was I think seventy eight percent of the QA department voted in favor of unionization. So now they are in the process. I think of get like there's the what is it the the NLRB. That whole thing is they they have to work through that. Activision Blizzard not recognizing it means that there is still some tension there. As far as like what the next steps are, I'm not 100 percent sure. Again, I am not okay. a labor expert, yeah, so I'm I don't sorry. know yeah, exactly it's, it's what right. all the steps here are. But it seems like it's not a stalemate necessarily. But they have reached the point now where like they have announced their intention, they have done their initial vote. Now it's sort of like up to I guess the law to determine like whether it does have to be the entire Raven studio that, that, you know, votes for unionization or for this department can go forward. And that's, that's, that's actual CWA, right? That is the, the group they are, they're going through. I believe so. Communication that's, workers yeah. of America. Looking, looking at the statement Activision put out about not recognizing this, this effort to unionize. It sounds like there is a petitioning process to the labor relations board. Yeah. That they will follow that I guess is probably pretty, uh, established at this point, so it sounds like it's essentially some kind of arbitration process. Arbitrations. I'm I'm trying to just look at the different groups here because there's the Game Workers Alliance or the Game Workers Alliance, and then the CWA. I mean, I guess there's just a bunch of different groups trying to help out here. Like there's yeah. representation, and then there's the union. Um, and I mean, the thing to say about all of this is that it came together very quickly for an effort like this. Like, not to say that, you know, it, I don't mean that in like a negative light. I mean, like the people on the ground who were putting this together did this at a pace that is genuinely kind of impressive. Like, I'm sitting here listening to all this terminology and trying to envision like a future where unionization in the games industry has become the norm. Mm. And like, what kind of social stuff would spring up around that? Like, are you going to have your local union watering hole? <laughs> you know what I mean? I like wonder, your, like your local thirteen thirty seven. We're a long way from that, man. I don't know if you saw, <laughs> like there was a that GDC uh, annual panel or or Q and A, you know, where they 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 asked a bunch of like a dev- developers for like anonymous comment on different subjects, and there was one in there anonymously that was like, "Unionization will destroy gaming. It's hard work. If people mm. aren't willing to throw all of their lives into this, games can't happen. It will destroy games." And it's like Ooh, one. You're cowards like for letting that be anonymous. And two, that attitude, I think, is still fairly prevalent in a lot of spaces, especially at that higher levels healthy. of studios. Well, hey. well, that's, well, that's going to be an ongoing thing. We will be coming back to that for sure. Yeah. Uh, in, in the midst of everything else happening around Activision Blizzard at the moment, uh, Blizzard went and announced its next project. Kind of. Sort of. Maybe a little bit. There's no name. There is a vague genre. It's honestly more of a recruiting drive, really, than anything that they posted on the Blizzard blog. Uh, Create a new universe with us is the headline. Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We are going to we are going on a journey to a whole new universe. Whoa, home to a brand new survival game. What for PC and console? Hey. Is it is it is it trying to keep their keep their company? Alive? I don't I don't know if you. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, what's up I don't know if you've heard people like to uh, harvest resources and craft with them I have heard about virtually uh, Blizzard's getting in it's kind of reminds I don't know why this came to mind this kind of reminds me of Obsidian making grounded 
Oh, is, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is another storied RPG studio. I forgot all about that game. But making yes. a survival game. It's still going. I think it's still in early access. The game is yes, kind of cool. It's not, it yeah. has not hit 1.0 yet. I would check that out again when it comes out for real. Mm. Um, anyway, that's, you know, that's kind of it. Like, it's really, there are literally a bunch of job postings in this blog. Wait. Uh, I'm, okay. I thought you were being cheeky when you said, do you like survival games? No, they're making a survival game. No, they're no, no, making no, a survival no, game. No, no, no. I know that. But that's their quote, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like they put, do you like survival games in their, in their job listing? Look, dude, oh, oh, do you have yes, any I... idea how fucked it must be to try and recruit for that company right now? Yeah. But like, I thought, you know, it's, we say, do you like survival games as kind of a joke? Because wow, there are a lot of survival games. Their uh-huh. job listing is, do you like survival games? Do you want to join a collaborative team of experienced developers at the early stage of a new project in a new world? Uh, I thought it was, I thought you were making a goof. Oh, no. Although the the full quote of that paragraph is a little more telling, I feel like. Do you like survival games? Do you want to join a collaborative team of experienced developers at the early stage of a new project in a new world? Ellipsis. The ellipsis, right. (laughs) And help write the next chapter in Blizzard's story? Yeah, that's a that that ellipsis is carrying a lot of weight there. That That is, is, yes, that is is the most load-bearing ellipsis in the history of uh, job (laughs) recruiting drives in the video game industry. That is doing a lot of work in that sentence. Uh, And then they are, you know, they, they, the, the, the banner at the bottom literally says unannounced survival game. The art looks fantasy ish, but not Warcraft fantasy. It's a little more Mm. stylized. I feel like actually, no, the, the banner image at the top is like a bicycle and some people in like modern streetwear. Yeah. Yeah. A little Stalin hog ask me with a little more fantasy instead of yeah, looking out on a glade or like a valley with a floating castle in it. So yeah, maybe there is some weird mashup of real world and fantasy stuff. Who knows? Right. But that, maybe they don't know ask. what the, maybe they have no idea what this game is and they just put some art on here of possible ideas. Uh, but they are hiring for a range of art, design, and engineering positions. So they are staffing up for a new game. Okay. And that's that. This one, um, this one will be um, possibly a uh, Xbox exclusive. You never know. Oh, almost certainly. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Almost certainly. What a world. I mean, or like, I don't know. We the, the really the ellipse dot 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 next chapter is is really unwritten at this point because yeah. we have no idea what the new Blizzard cadence will be. Right? Like, will yeah. Blizzard have twenty five years to make a game, or will they have five years to make a game? Right? Like, what is what is the next chapter? Many changes to come. Many changes happening. Um. Okay, so we know that we did that. We did that. Oh, we forgot to talk about some changes that are couple, happening. Couple more quick hits here before we go. Yeah, we had this on the list last week, and I forgot to bring it up in all the Activision hubbub. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Hitman uh, Three Year Two plan came out a couple weeks ago. Yes, and like, dude, they yes. are doing some stuff to Hitman Three. This all sounds awesome. Yeah, they are. What was like, your favorite wow. bit? Oh, that the freelancer stuff by far. The safe house thing and the, yes, the like. They are putting a roguelike mode into Hitman with a home base, a safe house. Yeah, Agent Forty Seven's home. Agent Forty Seven is running amok in PlayStation Home, snapping necks. Dude, uh, it's there's a screenshot of Agent Forty Seven's personal gym here. <laughs> yes, which you will be able to customize to your liking. 
do you think you'll be able to customize it in a way that says pay two ninety nine to get this Peloton bike? Oh God, uh, <laughs> let's, not, let's not go there. IO seems cooler than that. <laughs> I would hope. Um, yeah, no, that mode seems awesome. I also really like the uh, uh, the arcade mode. The uh, yeah, they've got this elusive target arcade that is bringing back a bunch of elusive targets that they've run that obviously are no longer available. That'll be like an interesting. It's like an escalation of elusive targets, but if you yeah. fail, you have to wait 12 hours before you can try again, which is Was kind it of 12 a, or 24? Was 12. it 12? 12? Okay. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, that's a lot of content that people missed. I did not see. They also said there's more to come, but I did not see the Hitman roulette stuff. And I really thought they were going to put that in there. Like That would just, be nice. A randomizer so would be very nice randomizer. to have in the game. You're, you're. Maybe that's, that's tucked into one of these modes in a way that surfaces, like um, maybe it's in the arcade or in the um, the safe house style stuff where it's like, okay, we're mix, mix and matching. Set your settings, right? Here are some options for these yeah. things. But yeah. I yeah. Don't know. This is just, this is so much more than I ever would have predicted a year ago at this time when they put Hitman 3 out and kind of implied like, hey, this is it for Hitman. Like we're moving mm-hmm. on. Like, and then I think Hitman 3 took off in a way they did not expect. Based on a lot of their, their, a lot of their messaging has very much been like, hey, it's the fastest selling Hitman game in history. Mm. Like, clearly there's still interest around this franchise. Well, it also think came at the right time. You know, it came at, you know, the launch window of these new yeah. consoles. And there just wasn't that much else in January that's, 2021. That's for sure. And like it had the, the kind of uh, cumulative element of like, hey, if you get Hitman 3 and pay a little bit extra money, you can get all of Hitman 1 and 2 in there as well. So yeah. Had not played this trilogy at all. We're just like, well, shit. That sounds like the best deal in video games. I should probably get that. Um, Did you see people, uh, or if you're if you're to read the uh, the Steam reviews, not happy with the uh, full price version of Hitman now hitting Steam? No. Yeah, the, the Steam reviews are was mixed mm. uh, with people doing the the downvoting because they, you know, I, listen. I get the sentiment. They had to wait. Uh, was a year, right? They had to wait a year for this to come to Steam. And it's sixty bucks. Yeah. Uh, so, well, you know, I see both I, sides of it. Yes, I think Hitman is a great game, and I don't think I don't it's think it. The reviews should have to suffer for it, but I get if you're in that Steam ecosystem having to wait a oh, year. Yeah. Well, that's the nature of user reviews. Unfortunately, you just kind of have to roll with it. But I get it. I mean, yeah. IO is a independent company again. Like they've got a business to run. That's a it's, lot of game. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of game what is i wonder actually what is like the what is the like full just give me everything hitman oh like all in yeah uh i'm not actually sure the way they've got it broken up is so hard to parse if you buy hitman trilogy it's a hundred dollars for everything includes hitman 3 base game plus access pass dlc for hitman 1 and hitman 2 that's pretty reasonable for what you're getting uh, there is, there Hitman. were a lot of people that were mad that game launched on Steam oh, yeah. at full price. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what, yeah. that's what we're talking it was about. a yeah, lot. Yeah. I'm just saying there was yeah. just like a lot of people. I mean, you remember the, the, how people, mad people were that it was on Epic game store exclusive when it launched. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a $90 version that is the Hitman three deluxe pack, but I don't think that'll get you the DLC stuff. Yeah. But, the, 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 the way they've broken up the content from the previous games is extremely confusing, but. Yeah, I which, don't which even made, know if that hundred dollar thing comes with the like seven deadly sins stuff too. Like that made the the smart delivery stuff on Xbox all the more valuable when 
three came out because I already had Hitman one and two on there and they all just showed up in the game and I didn't have to touch anything. And it was fantastic. Um, they anyway. also, we yeah, going back to the original thing that, that VR stuff, um, uh, looked interesting as well. Yeah. There, I, there is VR in some it of it. It seems kind right? of janky from the bits that I've yeah, seen. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you want. I think <laughs> I, not always good janky. Some of the, some of the clips I've seen were very funny. Some were just like, Oh, this seems frustrating. I didn't, I, so I I hadn't thought to check it out because I played the PSVR version had, or the PS3 version, god damn it, the PS4 version okay. of Hitman 3 had PSVR support. Okay. Which we streamed some of last year, but that's controller based. It did not have motion controls, it was just play it with a controller and you were limited to that. I didn't realize this PC VR version was actually going to have like full on independent hand motion stuff, which seems even more ridiculous for Hitman. Even more ridiculous. I still think Hitman 3 is a pretty good package. Yeah, they're adding, I mean, too, it's just, they, they're doing a lot of stuff. They're adding ray tracing to the PC version later in the year. Um, that freelancer roguelike-ish mode sounds amazing. Elusive Target Arcade sounds amazing. I excited for, and they teased the new map, or a new map. They're making more maps. I also, I I'm pretty sure originally they said there would not be more maps, so. What was it? I can't remember what the code name was. It was like. Rocky. It was a, it sort of like a bridge or something, right? Like a, like a rope bridge over a ravine with a river and some palm trees. Here's, here's, I, th- I think that game will be on sale soon. On yeah. Steam. Like hey, Steam, Steam. Steam, has a, Steam has a lot of sales. Run, Steam runs a sale occasionally. But I, I get it. Um, all right. What is, what is, what is this last entry here? What is, what is The Rock's new video game movie? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Do you smell what The Rock's video game movie is? I, is I, it? I do not. I, in fact, I don't. Maximum I rock. It's cri- It's a crisis movie. I want to hear your guesses. Why are you asking? What? What? What is? Uh, what is the impetus behind? Oh, he this? said. He said he's in a new video game movie. He said he's making one, and wouldn't say what it is. Oh, sorry. I do have a little bit of context. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. One that I've played for years. All right. Rampage. They would already never make it. a rampage. What? They already they did, did that. They did that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was also, I, I completely forgot. He was also in that Doom movie years ago. Oh, yes, he was. yeah. I forgot about that, that too. That one, I Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban. Oh, man. Uh, uh, which my, I, I, sorry, I watched some Lord, I think we've talked a little bit, I think, about the Lord of the Rings trilogy recently. Uh-huh. I was watching it off and on some over the break. Young Carl Urban in those movies just like weirds me the fuck out at this point. Because <laughs> like all I can think of now about Carl Urban is like gruff ass Billy Butcher from the boys and stuff. Like he's like a mm. Carl Urban is like the most grizzled sleazebag to me now. And seeing him all young and fresh faced and noble in those movies. Like, Even the can't. young version of him had a little grizzle on. Yeah, a little, I a little grizzle. So. A little bit. I, I guess I'm, so. I mean, the boys is a, is a particular brand of yes. sleaze. Also that accent. That accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does the rock play Fortnite? Uh, there's not a movie in Fortnite. Oh, there's not a movie in rampage. No, but I think there's even less of a movie. I guess, you know, rampage is just a big, dumb monster. It's a kaiju movie. Okay. You can just do All that. Right. All right. Fortnite is not anything. It's a, it's like making a movie about McDonald's and they did that. It had <laughs> fucking, uh, Michael Keaton. It wasn't very good. Um, I think it's got a war. 
Interesting. Huh. That's okay. an interesting pick. I have, I have two reasons okay. for thinking this. One, okay. Sony is very clearly on this kick of turning their prestige franchises into other properties. There's the Uncharted movie. There's the Last of Us TV series that is coming out. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing is uh, him big and bald. Yeah. I could see him as a Kratos. Do you think, does he grow the beard out or is it a, I don't know if prosthetic beard is the right term, but you know what I mean? Oh, I think it would be pre-beard God of War. I don't think we'd be doing uh, Valhalla or, or, uh, uh, what is it? Ragnarok. I don't think it would be new God of War. I think it would be original. I think it would be Greek. Really? That's what I think. I mean, like the rock is up there. He's not old, old, but he's like (laughs) the rock. If. If the Rock is playing Kratos, it feels like he is in the age bracket to play the latter day. Oh, okay, grizzled dad Kratos. Dad Kratos, yes. But here's the thing: young Kratos wasn't that young anyway. I guess he was already a dad. Remember? Yeah, yeah. but I hear what you're saying, Brad. There, there is a, there is a, a a time. There's some mileage on that later day Kratos that I think yes. the Rock could do. I think sure. someone is pitching him to this, like, hey, remember how Scorpion King shit didn't work out? Here's yeah, your chance for your big mythological, like mythological epic. We start you off as Greek Kratos, but uh, then for each sequel, we find uh, a different uh, pantheon of gods for you to fucking murder. Oh, God. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted the franchise to become. That's what when they when they did the Norse fish out of water game, I was really hoping it was just going to bounce from game to game. It's like, nah, now he's fighting Egyptian gods, you know, <laughs> yeah. like do exactly what Gozer. you're talking about, like especially seeing what happened to the Resident Evil film franchise once that took off and became its own thing i could 100 percent see what you're saying actually happening the rock is joel <laughs> and he's got he's no got pedro a, pascal is yeah, joel. pedro pascal oh, is already okay okay sorry okay okay the rock is the rock is paper boy now you're speaking my language and he's got who else is going to deliver these papers huh but he just gets but he gets off the bike that's the thing he Mm. gets off the bike and just smashes that lawnmower into the ground just is a game uh one that he's been playing for years god of war is a great guy one that most badass games to the screen badass yeah, I can see of, him describe God of War as Cosmos and Katamari Damacy. <laughs> like, that's I, a badass I actually, game. I can't think of a better guest than God of War for this. Actually, I'm like, trying to, but that's a that's a really solid one. I could see it. He's um, blue contra guy. So yeah, yeah. So I see. I thought this was going to be a joke story, but now we have an actual like uh, solid. He is dr- all the characters from Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, but he go. is all of them. Yes, at the same time. Big Big Dwayne's house with mm-hmm. the raid, with the Rainbow Six. Uh, they all have to get together for Thanksgiving. But where's Sledge? He's oh, oh there's Sledge coming through the door again. I'm just gonna repeat uh, a joke answer here, also that I saw on Twitter. Sorry if I can't remember who said it, but uh, the the funniest possible outcome would be Chronicles of Riddick: uh, Escape from Butcher Bay. Oh, that'd be pretty good. That would that's, be pretty good. That's harsh. Yeah, that's, that, but that would, that would be, be really funny. funny. You have that'd to. That's pretty funny. harsh. Uh, are they still beefing? I think they are not. Uh, the, the beef has not been squashed. Okay. Well, those beefy. If you had to, if you had to guess, mm-hmm. knowing that that beef exists, mm-hmm. if you had to guess who initiated the beef and who is perpetuating the beef, who would you guess? <sighs> I think they are both egotists in different ways. You think? 
And I think that probably Vin Diesel has a little bit more of an inferiority complex around that stuff because it was his franchise to begin with. And then The Rock kind of strolled in and became a significant component of that. My my guess, 100 percent, is that Vin Diesel is. is But what? Okay, what if I The Rock seems pretty chill personally, but what if I side door this one and say maybe maybe The Rock wanted to like get more and Vin Diesel was like, we're family. We all, we, you can't go out of pace. We all scale together. That has been the thing for this. You can't, you can't leave orbit in this franchise without taking everybody else with you. Maybe he was trying to protect everybody else's stake in it. I mean, huh? that's, I think that's part of it. I, I think the problem is that franchise grew to such an alarming degree. <laughs> and there were so many players in that like oh. larger family of actors. And then they tried to do shit like bringing Jason Statham in, despite the fact that he, <laughs> quote unquote killed Han but then he it's uh, we're not gonna get into that but the point is I think there's just too many egos and too much movie star in all of that at a certain point and part of the reason I liked F9 a little bit better than you know Furious 8 and kind of where things were left there is because they stuck mostly to the, the people that had been with the franchise pretty much the whole way through in that one and then they threw John Cena in but he was bad so he's probably just never coming back Okay, not joke answer. Mm-hmm. Any chance The Rock is a Master Chief? No, they're already making oh, that TV series, remember? Yeah, they're doing the TV show. It's on Paramount+. Plus. God, I, I can't pay attention anymore. No, it's okay. You, you would be forgiven for missing that one because they have barely talked about it. But it is coming out like... I can't, I can't tell what Halo thing is, is canceled or not canceled. Okay. Uh, who else has it? Who else? Okay, Ubisoft would love to make a movie. Is The Rock a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest most he badass is now. <laughs> the biggest most badass game franchise i would not make a, i would be bumped okay this is the most hollywood video game disappointment thing ever the rock is in a far cry game and it, it is a new far cry they're rebooting far cry and the rock is in a far cry game mm. and it's like that's a game that doesn't need a new movie that's a game that didn't need a movie originally I, I very much agree with you that's a game that barely needed the number of game sequels we got <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what else? Ubisoft definitely wants a movie. Like you know, they want one. But I don't know what they have they? because Assassin—they tried Assassin's Creed. That didn't work. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, they've got the Clance, the, you know, Clancy verse. Uh, but that's Clance. the thing—the Clance movie verse. Yeah, is basically boiled down to this point to that Jack Ryan series that uh, yeah. what's his name from The Office was on. Right. Yes. Like they're not uh, making new Ch- Tom Clancy movies at this point. I don't. I don't. I but I feel like they want one. They I believe that one. they want one. That they I want, do believe. They really want one. They remember that whole Ubisoft E3 where they were announcing their movie studio stuff. They, I think Steven Spielberg was there, and he's always there. He's, he's always at a game thing. Every mm-hmm. five years, Steven Spielberg shows up at a game thing. Yep, but, he's just he just comes in, <laughs> eats, eats the craft services. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. What do I have to talk about? Says two things and leaves. Just uh, talk. I bet he doesn't even have to rehearse. He could just get up on stage and be like, movies. Uh, okay, so uh, you want me to say that uh, cinema and video games are actually intertwined? Okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. What is your, oh, don't even tell me what your product is. Making movies has never been easier. Um, the tools that are available to creators now, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought they announced a thing like five years ago or six years ago about it, like a big Ubisoft, Ubisoft. studio thing. No, they, they got into visual effects. I don't know if that's what you're oh, maybe about. I'm confusing it. Okay. I mean, they did make that Assassin's Creed movie. I still cannot believe they got Fassbender for that thing, but that movie was not good. No, sometimes, it was not. Sometimes, I, sometimes actors just want to cash a check. Mm-hmm. I enjoy bad movies in that movie. Uh, they also Weird. made the Prince of Persia movie. 
with uh, oh god that's right with I jake about that that was yeah. way back yeah that, that was, was also, also somewhat that was also not good yeah forgot about that yeah, there's a there's a good okay you have a c tier list of movies and a lot of that's uve bowl stuff and then you no, have that's that's sub c tier man okay, that is yeah, like yeah, c tier like, Okay, but you have. I guess what I'm getting at is like they are people remember them because they're so bad, and then there's a whole tier of movies that are forgotten video game movies because they were just middling. They just sort of happened. They just happened, and that and the Ubisoft has been in that that realm, and then you have the A tier video games that we're still waiting for. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's gonna make something. I still there- don't think anyone has made a video game movie better than Mortal Kombat 1995, and that's because that movie knew exactly what it was. It was B grade martial arts schlock, and it enjoyed that. And everything I, since then has been trying to catch up. I I fully I extremely agree with you. I I think that movie just gets better. The further the further we get away from that movie, the better it gets. Paul W S Anderson is the only director like, that has ever had an idea for video game movies, like, and I, not, I, it's not a good idea necessarily, but it worked. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm sitting here like I think that I think you might be right. I think that might actually be the best video game movie. Resident Evil, the first one, was not terrible. Like that that movie was. Yeah, right it's an okay zombie movie. movie. Yeah, that's an okay video game movie. Like it's got the it, grid is, thing. That is, is neat. Is, is is that entire movie having as much fun as even an just one animatronic Goro? No, it is not. Because because that animatronic Goro is having a lot of fun. If you're the talking only about fun video Evil- game movies, then Street Fighter is is a... Mm. There's a lot of... This seems like there's some fun of it. I mean, that is a camp classic, but I would not call it a good movie. No, no. But Raul Julia definitely is uh, is is gnawing on what he has to work with in a way yeah. that is very fun. Um, I will say the only Resident Evil movie I've seen that was even like a little bit fun was 3. That's the one where they're in the desert... And Mike Epps is there, and they're like, it's, but also it still tries to be one of those movies, and so those movies are just never, they're never that funny. I think my least favorite video game movie that I didn't even have fun with is probably the Max Payne movie. I think that oh that movie sucks so much ass. <laughs> it was so all the way up it. It was uh, it is such a like bummer of a movie and you'd think like a max Payne movie might be an easy one to pull off because it's kind of a it makes every wrong choice you could for the character for the story for everything is that is that mark Wahlberg? yes Yes. and mila kunis huh like i like i like i had some fun with the hitman movie like oh dude well the second hitman movie is an absolute train wreck but the first one yeah is a bad movie but are they both (sighs) timothy oliphant the first one definitely. No, is. the second one isn't. That's the thing. Okay. He didn't even come back for the second one. So I, I saw a, I don't know where I saw this quote going around from him about doing that Hitman movie that was just mind blowing. Oh, is that the one where he, he just, just said, "Yeah, up? no, I got paid and I got to hang out in like Romania for a month." <laughs> well, well, Deadwood had gotten canceled. Like he had just yeah. bought a house, and then the show <laughs> got canceled, and he just needed money, so he was saying yes to everything. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like, he was like, "Fucking yes, I'll do it." I, did you see the news? Like. <laughs> he said he said find yourself bald in bulgaria doing some piece of <laughs> yes. shit yeah that'll get you up working a little harder in the morning uh yeah <laughs> i mean him in that like baldy cap is some good i mean it's gotta act you gotta do the gig man you gotta do the gig and yet somehow the second one is even worse i don't know if i've ever seen the second one best video game movie the jumanji reboot mm. 
It's not. It's not. I don't know if I it doesn't I think count. if it is a game, if you're just talking about movies that are about video games, then sure, yes, hundred yeah, percent. It, it is like you know that's a separate category that is in the the universe of that games. Is, it's say. different it's, than a thing that is licensed from an actual video game. Let's just say it's in the wonderful universe of mm. games. Yes. Um but it, yeah, that is in like the um, that is in the world, the tangential world of video games. That movie, I genuinely think, does a pretty good job with video games. Uh, like it's in the wizard realm, right? Of like, oh, okay. Don't like say things the, like that, man. Not that it's a good. Not that yeah. I don't know. The wizard is its own thing. The wizard, it's it, it's, it's something. It's, it's something. Have you seen? Have you seen the wizard lately? No. I actually watched it not that long, like a couple of years ago. I, I saw a little bit of it a few months ago, and like, oof, I don't know that it holds up the way. That well, that's like it was never mind. that good, but you know, at the time, it was just like Super Mario Three's in this movie. Let's right. watch it. That was the reason to see it. And yes. a power glove. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. It's so the, bad. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, good luck, The Rock. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> that upstart, up-and-comer, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Hey, what if The Rock is in a Spy Hunter movie? Huh? I got nothing here. Anymore. What if he's in a Spy Who owns that? Who was making that? I got nothing. Well, Midway was Spy Hunter. Was so that, that's probably part of WB now, I would guess. That canceled Spy Hunter. Wasn't he in? There was a canceled Spy, Spy Hunter movie that had a game tie-in, but the game came out. And wasn't The Rock in that? Yes, he was. And then the game had The Rock in it? Or no? Uh, no. I don't think so. So what if, they, what if they're going remember. back and this is it? Now we're going to get it. Hang on, the problem is they? you can't call that a big video game franchise anymore because no one has done anything with Spy Hunter since then. Did that did game it, even come out? I, I think the, the game, game did I thought come the out. game didn't come out because uh, I don't remember that at all. I feel like it maybe got canceled too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You're right, though. It is not one of the biggest, most badass games. God of War. I like it. I genuinely, I genuinely like it. I think yeah, that, thanks, Alex, for nailing it in one. Really, that, uh, that could be kind of interesting, maybe. I do what I can. That casting seems pretty appropriate. Okay, I lied. There was another Spy Hunter, but it was in 2012, and it was a portable game. Oh. For Vita and 3DS. Okay. The Rock. The Rock. He's cooking. Spy yes. Hunter, Nowhere to Run. It did come out. Wait, it did? Yes. That was the one with The Rock. It did come out. And he was he was in it. Terminal Reality developed it. Oh, I need to play that. We should play that on a thing. I want to see what that is. I don't think I ever played it. It came out in two thousand six. Okay, thank you. We should play that. I agree. We should totally play that. What was that on? Uh, I think that that was and PS two. It was out on PS. It was PS two and Xbox and Windows. Okay, I'll look that up. Apparently, the Windows version only came out in Europe. Oh, okay. Uh, the Rock. Smell the rock. what Cooking Mama's cooking. Mm. The Rock. Man, who owns that, that shit now? This cooking Mama? Majesco? Well, yeah, Majesco doesn't exist anymore, so who got all their stuff? Oh, right, right. Uh, Someone made a Cooking Mama game yeah. a couple of years ago, right? And it turned into oh, a yeah. whole thing where they had to like recall it. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't it like unlicensed or something? Yeah, something was weird about it. I have no mining, idea who owns Cooking Mama. Mama was mining Bitcoin or something weird. Yes, that's right. what it was. There was like some sort of accusation about it was mining fucking Bitcoin in the background or something. Cooking Mama getting in on the getting in the crypto. Crypto Mama. Well, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. Your title. 
We're if done. You, if you didn't think the show was over, it's the show, over now. show is now over. I want to thank everybody for listening to today's show. We covered, um, if you missed it, because <laughs> you skipped through the spoilers, some Resident Evil Village that wraps up the, the Resident Evil 8 talk. Um, we also talked a little Windjammers, some Rainbow Six C or some Rainbow Six Extraction. Pardon me. Um, and what else did we talk about? There was another game in there. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. Yes. The, the collection, which is uh, coming out uh, end of this week. So end of the week. You, you can come check, go check that out. If you want to support us, you're doing so by listening to this here podcast. Did yeah. you know that? Did you know that? Keep doing it. We love it. Thank you so much. Um, also, we have our stuff on Twitch. Archives are live shows on Twitch. Archives usually go up on YouTube. Um, you can also go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash nextlander. Find a tier that's right for you. We can't do this without you. We've said it before. I'll say it again because I mean it. Your uh, your Patreon support and your support in general keeps us going. Cannot. Seeing the price of stuff lately? <laughs> can, can, cannot do it without you. So thanks, everybody, for supporting us. And you can go over there and, again, sign up for a tier on patreon.com slash nextlander. There is one tier, though, that we uh, uh, get a shout-out on this show, the Mysterious Benefactor tier. Uh, and we will read your name out on the show here. And this is the segment where we do that. Alex Navarro, are mm-hmm. you ready to read some shout outs. I am, in fact. Our mysterious benefactors for this week are Evan Poon, No One, Vinny's Giant Booga Boogas, Nelson LeBlanc, James Smith, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Jack Eineker, Nick Donegan, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejsky, Conrad Kuzman, Robert Fisher, Joseph Regan, John McInnes, Octothorpe Bunny Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Bacon Monk, Chris Barkhurst, Anders Buga, Devin Maestro Hall, Brian Murphy, Kevin Velado, Randy Duax, Mark Allenbach, Aaron Gonzalez Beer, Andrew Teepkin, It Me JP, Edward Cheek, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Richard Welsh, a.k.a. Hired Noobs, Matthew Herrig, and Tyler Treese. Thank you again to everybody, and thanks to our mysterious benefactors. Thank you very much. Um, We have some stuff currently up on the site, including a very stressful but enjoyable time with Scrap Mechanic. uh, As we, I have not been able to stop thinking about Scrap Mechanic I know I shouldn't go in and just boot it up and try. Actually, I can't because, Brad, you have the progress on that. I would have to go through every trial to get there. But I want to finish that challenge. It is it is hounding me. There's something that is chewing at my soul. But you can see where we wound up in Scrap Mechanic. That archive is up uh, there. Um, you can. I have a stream where I check out uh, Timberborn, which is a kind of uh, uh, RTS uh, uh, industry building game with beavers, the beavers. Um, you know, let me just say this nature's cruel and it's not my fault. If let's say somebody forgets to feed the beavers, um, it's it's, nature's is a terrible, it's hard. It's harsh. 
Uh, I'm shaking my head vigorously over here. <laughs> uh, you're the, we have our uh, the Ramblecast is up. We are going to check out um, some more um, Uncharted uh, on a stream tomorrow. And also, Brad, you should play that Vampire Survivors yeah, game. Yeah, we should maybe grab a couple other games and throw yeah. them in there. And that might be, in fact, that will be one of them. Because I, I want to play that. Yeah. Uh, we're going to check that out. You can join us there on our on Thursday stream. And then Friday, we'll have a patron choice uh, uh, show. We're going to have a poll going up shortly. So you, if it's not up already, by the time you listen to this, to go vote on that uh, and we're also going to have our Discord Q&A if you're over in the Discord. So uh, all times are posted on the Patreon schedule and the Discord schedule. So go check that stuff out. Also, uh, I've got an episode recorded of a thing. I, You know, I really don't like the Cloak and Dagger. Like, we got a thing. We're going to do this thing. I just don't know when exactly it's going to post. Um, but it's very fun. I'm excited for it. Uh, and it should go up hopefully this week. So let's keep an eye out for that. Uh, won't be a. Uh, I think we're gonna premiere it as a live stream, or it's gonna go up as an archive and a live stream at the same time. So you can check for it on YouTube, and then we're gonna put the VOD as a live stream on Twitch. So keep an eye out for that. Should be fun. Your uh, choice of video distribution platform. That's right. That's right. Uh, hopefully coming up soon. I got a little work to do on that. Anything else? I think that just about covers it. I think so. A lot of games hey, coming out. Yeah. Hey, I want. I want to say we're gonna be in February pretty soon. Yeah. We've got we've got stuff around the corner. That's right. We've got our hands on some upcoming video games. We will have more soon, hopefully. January. January was something. February is something else. Very much so. <laughs> February uh, has games where January did not much. I'm looking at just uh, this kind of uh, early week in February with uh, Dying Light 2, Ollie Ooh. Ollie World, and then you got Sifu coming on the Monday uh-huh. after that. Uh, and a game called Model Builder, which I am I'm looking forward to just checking out. Uh, so yeah, that's there's some uh, some games. Horizon. That's later on, but yes. Elden Ring, perhaps you've heard. Stop of it. it now! You're just being silly. Now we now we're just talking as it's turning into a planorama, which mm. you can also find for February, <laughs> <laughs> which will go up. All right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back soon.